This podcast is brought to you by JList.com. Well, JList.com has their March snack boxes in stock. You can get a taste of Japanese culture with JList's snack boxes. Traditional treats, trendy snacks, even convenience store exclusives can all be within your reach. So see what makes Japanese snacks so special while experiencing exotic chocolates, fun traditional dagashi snacks, and more. You can get the Ninja Meishi Sasuma orange flavor, fettuccine gummy melon soda flavor, which is one of my favorites, and also interesting different flavors of Coca-Cola, such as peach flavor, and of course, many other items in the J-List snack box for March. So head over to JList.com right now to get your Japanese snack fix. Now it's time to start the podcast. We're going to manage a <laughs> basketball idol team. Yes. An idol basketball <laughs> anime where all the basketball yeah. characters are just busts and they just sit yeah. and you just stick them on the basketball court and they're all voice. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Can we be the managers? Yeah. And they're all Mambo to Miano, all of them. They're all voice. Can we manage the team of busts playing basketball and they get in the zone? That'd be fantastic. Yes. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the 463rd episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast, where, Mandy, what is our sole mission on this very podcast? Uh, to make your anime addiction worse. Oh, how fantastic. Worser. Thank you very much for that. Of course, <laughs> I am your host. I got asked, finally. Oh, finally, at last. You finally, fi- you finally have arrived. <laughs> I am your host, Mitsugi, and wherever you're listening from, thank you for making us a part of your podcast listening experience today. I'm sure you, some of you are struggling through traffic, others are struggling through their, your workday, and we're here to bring you some nerd, some nerdery to soften that blow for you. Of course, we have Mandy hailing from <laughs> Cincinnati, where it's probably very cold still. How are you, Mandy? Hi, I am doing, um, I'm doing all right. It's actually not that cold. It's 53 today. Oh, wow. I'll take that. But it over. was like freezing yesterday, so it's big improvement. <laughs> All right, let's check the Florida weather. And the weather in Florida, it is 85. Wow, God, good Lord. <laughs> and of course, we also have a special guest today because we're doing Cells at Work today on this podcast as, as one as our review. We, we have the lovely Sarah, who is also the Manga Monarch's sister. So introduce yourself, Sarah. How are you today? Hi guys, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. I am currently freezing, but at least there's a sun here, here in Missouri. Oh, Missouri. So what is the current temperature in Missouri? Because, you know, we're doing this. <laughs> it's about 42 degrees, so not too bad from Ohio. Oh, 42 degrees. It's not that, that's not that, <laughs> I hate to tell you, that's not that cold. Well, okay, so... um. 
I feel like we should do well. Let me get through the the uh, the clerical stuff here first. So of course, if you want to join out, join the anime addicts, you can do it over at aaapodcast.com/slash/join. We just did a hobby addicts where I talked about my experience in at the Ren- Renaissance Fair, my first ever Renaissance Fair that I've ever been to. We did it this weekend. It was very hot, but it was definitely an interesting. An interesting experience, I would say. And of course, Mandy talked about Devil May Cry Five, which is hell very, yeah, you're very amazing. Amped, you were very amped up for that. People are loving <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, and of course, uh, if you if you want to get our hentai episodes, you can get our hentai episodes over at uh, at aapodcast.com/join. And of course, we'll be doing an after party after the podcast today, where we'll just be uh, hanging out with hanging out with the listeners, shooting the shit. By talking about some extra items maybe that we discuss on the podcast and you know or whatever else we feel like doing. Of course, if mm-hmm. you guys want to join our Discord, you can do it over at Discord. Um, you can go to our website and right along the top is a button for the Discord channel. A thousand or so people on there. We've got watch parties. We're doing we're doing a Mandy's Manga Club. What are you guys reading right now on Manga Club, Mandy? Uh, so this Wednesday coming up, the thirteenth, we are reading Sanctuary. Oh, okay. Um, uh, probably when this comes out, it's probably going to be too late. Oh. Uh, but if you're listening to it live, you have a few days left. So um, it's actually a very fast read. It's really, I'm really enjoying it so far. So head over to the Discord, of course. You can enjoy talking with a lot of people that are just like you. So you'll probably make a lot of friends over there. I know that I have. Today, we are doing a, a an interesting topic suggested by Hearts on the Discord. We're doing a, a topic that was titled, One Love to Hate Them All, which is where we discuss anime titles that we love, but seems like everybody else dislikes them, or titles that we dislike that everybody else loves. So I guess it's kind of like a different examples where you're on your little island, you know, where you agree with mm-hmm. the one, which is easy for me because it happens all the time. And of course, we're going to be doing a review on Cells at Work, and we have brought Sarah on the podcast today. Sarah, why don't you introduce yourself a little more and um, tell us more about why Cells at Work is such an important anime for you. Who are you and what do you do? (laughs) (laughs) So I am a veterinarian. I just finished vet school at Ohio State this last summer, and I currently work at a university here at Missouri. Mm -hmm. Cells at work. It's sad. I use it as spelled every day of my life now. It has made science so much more fun for me. And it gives me something to really kind of tie my job into. And I get to imagine cute little cells running around every time there's a disease now. So that brightens your life, right? <laughs> every time, so wholesome. Every, every time somebody gets a cut, there's like millions of little, little, little Moe girl platelets that are spreading their little blankets no. out. The sad little platelets. You can't let them leave your body. <laughs> if you put your L-selectin on, you get a lot better and you get to stay inside. So <laughs> so uh, what do you do at your school right now? I like, do what is your a host job, of different things. We take a lot of care of animals that come into the hospital. So I see cases about every day. I do a lot of pathology work. So we kind of put on our detective glasses and we figure out why animals might have died, you know, kind of help out make a little piece for the owners in that sense. And I also do a lot of research. So trying to find new discoveries and ways to cure different diseases. So I do cool. a lot of things. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Cool. Well, we're glad to have yeah. you here with us. So I think we're going to have a, we're going to, we're going to have a fun next two hours. So I hope you enjoy your, uh, your first time on the AAA podcast. So <laughs> of course, <laughs> I want to drop a quick note before we get this thing started. The listener choice poll is still up on the, on the website. So if you want mm-hmm. to vote in our, in our listener choice, this is your last chance to do it for the winter 2019 season. 
I believe so far one is like massively in the lead, right? Yeah, a couple of them have, are really out, are pretty far out in front. So at this point, it's mm. going to be with it probably between one of those two shows. But you know, your vote okay. might be the one that changes the outcome. So head over to the website uh, again. It's aapodcast.com. There's like a little bar down a little across the middle. You can click it and just vote. It takes a couple, just takes one second. So all right, and without further ado, let's get this thing rolling. It's time for big news of the week. Mandy, you'll be happy to know. <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> that it's so cute. Icy Rose. <laughs> I know. There it is. Icy there Rose. There it is. Put a note in our in our document updating the poll we had about the about the Detective Pikachu movie <laughs> from last week. You know, for those of you that didn't listen to that, we all kind of guessed how much money that movie would make, and I get I, I threw out an astronomical number. I said two billion dollars. <laughs> um, Enzo said one point one billion. Kazuo said seven hundred million, and Mandy and said me. Mandy said a lot. So, <laughs> so that's the most scientific of them all. Yup. <laughs> so on and both, tell him who won. Who won that? There were a lot of votes on both Facebook and Twitter, and on both polls, Mandy ended up winning uh, with 47% on Twitter and 64% on Facebook, with Kazuo coming in second place in both polls. And I would like to note that I actually beat Enzo in the Facebook poll nice. at $2 billion. So, you know, at least I didn't get laughs everywhere. I like some of the comments. Some said, uh, I feel, or bullying JD said, I feel like Mandy went with the prices right in a $1 option without <laughs> actually saying it. Wise move. And the Viva the JD wrote, Manga Mama Mandy has the right idea. Yeah. It's going to make a ton of money. So I, I don't know how much it'll be, but I just thought I'd throw that, that update in there since I serious went through the effort to dig that information up. So I so, also didn't tell him to put me on there. I was really surprised he did. Well, no, I'm right. Uh, so now the actual big news of the week. So there was an article that was that was created from an interview that was done online, um, and it just kind of highlighted the the how tough the working conditions are in the video game industry, especially in Japan. Yeah, for sure. So really brutal interview with mm-hmm. with the with specifically it was an interview with. Um, Nintendo Dream was the company that, that did the interview on February 17th with Masahiro uh, Sakurai, who is the director of Super Smash Brothers and he can, the creator of Kirby. So yeah. obviously a big wig at, at, at Nintendo. And um, the tough working conditions in gaming aren't really anything new, especially in Japan. They have where the, the, the Kadoshi phenomenon or like or literally working to death is a thing that is pretty much a, a normal day-to-day activity that you know can pops up in the news um, black kigios or black companies are often used as uh, plot devices and isekai stories as are kadoshi which is i don't know it's just like a uh, i guess a social commentary on something that shouldn't be happening in japan but it happens anyway mm-hmm. and also even in the west rockstar games co-founder dan hauser mentioned that um, when red dead redemption 2 was trying to make like its fin- its final push to finish the um the like their to make their deadline yeah the the staff was working over over 100 hour weeks to get the game done yeah it's definitely not a japanese only thing a lot it happens a lot in um american video game companies as well and 
we actually, I don't know, I think it's kind of hard to find out how much, how often this happens too, because I don't think a lot of people speak out about it. No. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely not Japanese only. But some of the remarks by the Kirby creator, Sakurai, was kind of interesting. He said he told of a, he told a story where he believed he had contracted food poisoning, but instead of going to the hospital, he hooked up an IV drip at his office and continued to work despite Crazy. having food poisoning. Um, he was hospitalized during the development of Super Smash Brothers Brawl after working 13 straight months in 40-hour straight intervals, only resting oh for four hours before going back to work after being hospitalized. Um, but I, I just can't believe that is insane. I don't. I just don't have. I don't have words for any of this. Um, he took three days vacation near the winter holidays last year but felt he couldn't take too much time off because his workload would fall on the rest of his team. And he, quote, was still developing the DLC for the game, so my staff would have to develop my share of the work. We're releasing Joker soon, so they wouldn't be able to consult with him with me on him, Sakurai said. Also, in 2013, during the development of a new Super Smash Bros. game, Sakurai got a repetitive strain industry in injury, as they put it, on his right arm. So he traded in his keyboard and mouse for a trackball, and a voice dictating software so he could write his emails through through via dictation. But, of course, he's still working, so his arm condition never healed. And he is currently battling calcific tendonitis, but despite doctor's warnings, he still is playtesting and debugging in the Super Smash Brothers game with a joystick. So this, this is just crazy. That is insane. Yeah. That's just so scary. <laughs> and I feel like... Um, I feel like this is, a, it's definitely not Japanese only. It's also here in the West um, video game development where there's this idea going around that you have to work yourself to death if you're passionate about your job. And I, I don't know how to fix that issue. <laughs> like, I don't know what they could possibly do. There's definitely also, I think, issues maybe coming down from the planning stages where um, if they plan, uh, if they have such extravagant, like, um, plans for this game and then but they're unwilling to cut any of it out in order to make deadlines they enter this crush or this crunch time and it's really killing people and i don't know it's it's bad though like i i definitely think you can be passionate about your job but still take care of yourself <laughs> i don't know well, it seems really bad for the for just the gaming industry in general because I, I as yeah, a, for sure as a person who works, but I'm I'm definitely more on the work to live side of the of things. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think to myself like if I was a college kid and I was getting ready to you know go out into the workforce, I, I don't think I would want to work in gaming if I knew that I was going to be worked you know hundred hours a week at times. And honestly, like these game developers aren't being paid any more than anybody else. So I, I just yeah. don't, I just don't think I'd want that for myself, you know? And it's such like, like I, there's so many people who want to get into the video game industry as well. And I mean, I'm not a, an expert on this. I can't really speak from like an expert opinion, but I'm going to assume that there's so many people probably wanting into this field that it's not hard to replace them. So if you don't work yourself to death be like, okay, well, we'll just get someone else who will. And I don't know, maybe that there, a lot of the issues come from pressure like that. Like, I have to keep working or else I'm going to lose my job. I don't know. 
Well, I feel like it's almost the same in the medical field, too. I mean, we have people that work 60 hours a week and feel like they can't take a day off. And yeah. I don't think the education system helps you at all either. You know, you're always taught to continue working and worry about yourself later on after you're set in your job. And, you know, it's just not a good way to live. Yeah. I mean, this is a world where, like, it's pretty much industry-wide. EA Games has, back in... 2013, mm-hmm. EA Games had won the worst company in America to work for for two years in a row. You know, just yeah. like stuff like this is is popping up. And I guess like it's this is and there are more recent articles, articles as recent as 2017 that I'm looking at right now where EA Games is still being heavily criticized by people for like working conditions and, you know, their what it's like to work there and just being like a terrible company to work for. And I don't know. Yeah. I even saw, um, and like, I don't know how true these are, but I saw some rumors that even CD Projekt Red has a lot of really bad working conditions, especially around um, their cyberpunk game that's coming out. Like, people are just so overwhelmed with work and crunch time, trying to meet meet those crunch times. And um, yeah, it's sad. And I don't know how to fix it, though. I think this is like manga also. I think like manga artists are overworked as well. Oh, yeah. It's everything in this like um, entertainment industry. Why is it that all the things that we love come from like people's blood and sweat? You know, it's (laughs) Um, there's not any. uh, We should go. We should go take up golfing or something. (laughs) Go take up golfing. (laughs) We we just want to golf anime sometimes. Oh, you know, we've been talking better. We've been talking about that. Would you like a golf anime? Yes, uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, sure. <laughs> if the crowds demand it, you know, I'd probably watch it. <laughs> We've talked about that because golf is so popular in Japan, and Hot Shots Golf proved that anime girls playing golf can be cute. So, <laughs> where where is it, Japan? Come on. Golf, golf can be fun. Golf can be fun to watch. All right, I just thought I'd throw that out there. There wasn't a whole lot of interesting news this week, but that one was a little bit compelling, so that one kind of won the... Uh, Big news of the week, I think. Uh, right. anything, anything else on that before we uh, take care of Enzo's business? Uh, I see Rose mentioned that um, the games industry needs to unionize. I wonder why they a, yeah. haven't already. I don't know. I don't uh, know the history of that. A lot of it is companies are so the. There's so many video game companies and so many people spread throughout the industry, and a lot of people that it reduces people's leverage and a lot of people think oh if we unionize then companies would just like fire people left and right you know mm. which is like if you're being worked to death anyway like who is it really that bad if of a thing if you get fired right you know i don't know yeah i don't know that's a question but some people will have to have the money or they're in big trouble so which yeah. i don't know it's a different issue altogether all right let's head over to enzo's notice me corner Join us in Enzo Senpai's Notice Me Corner. Um, so if you want to submit an Enzo Senpai's Notice Me Corner submission, we do have a mailbag button on the top of our website, which is where you submit mailbags and topic requests and all kinds of other stuff as well. But Enzo would love if you fill his bag full of delightful things, accolades for us to <laughs> shower you with praise for. Who would uh-huh. like? To, I've been talking a lot, so who would like to read the? Yeah, uh, okay, go right ahead. All right, this this one is from, oh my God, you took my cat. <laughs> but I like how it's spelled. It's like, O-M-G-U-T-U-K, my cat. 
<laughs> but uh, he writes, Hey, everyone, been listening to and supporting you guys for the last five years or so, and I can't get enough. You've made my long, painful days at work bearable, and I just want to say thank you. I'm super happy I finally found a new job after getting fired from my last one. Uh, failed a random drug test for weed while I lived in Colorado. Oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> and um and am able to pay my rent and keep going. I know it's not a huge milestone, but I find I am in a much better place. I'm still on the lookout for something actually in my field, but being able to support myself again is a huge weight off my shoulders. I live in Denver, so come say hi when you are here, Mitsugi. Mm. Um I'd love to show you around and pummel you in some Super Smash Brothers. Oh boy. <laughs> Your faithful listener and anime addict, Zach. Well, well, there it is. Good job! I gotta say, you're living. Do you play Super Smash Brothers? <laughs> I'm not. Mu- I mean, I'm not much of a Smash Brothers player. I'm more of a Mario Kart, Mario Party player. Mm. I was gonna say, I've never heard you talk about Smash no, Brothers. So. No. I'm really good at Mario Party. I'm really good at Mario Kart. But well, you're in luck, Zach. You've got this one in the bag. <laughs> you can beat the crap out of me. Um, so yeah, that's such bullshit, though. Like, you live in the weed capital of the world. It's like the first place in the U.S. to legalize weed. And you, f- you and you get fired because you fail a random drug test in Colorado. Mm. What? <laughs> I don't know. As a person who's trying to move to Colorado, um, I know all about that, and I don't even understand why they drug test people like the the first time they they sign on, because it's like you know the state government has approved it. So for you to be fired for that is seems really unfair. Um, I don't really, but the laws are really confusing, and federal law always trumps state law. So. But I'm glad you found a new job, and when I come out there, I've been I've gotten really close twice now, so it's gonna happen soon, I hope. And when I get out there, I'll definitely say hi, and uh, you can beat my ass in Smash Brothers all you want. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so thank you for that. And now let's just move right along to we have some really good new new hot new releases this week, so let's get to that. Yeah. It's time for hot new anime releases. <laughs> Yeah, so this is the segment where we that where we, that we'll do when there's something particularly interesting that's coming out that that needs to be announced. The first of which is the Loop on the Third series is getting another movie, and this one is about awesome. this one. This one's about Fujiko. So hmm. if Kazuo if Kazuo was here, he'd be really excited about it. Um, yeah. So we know it's going to look beautiful. <laughs> it's going to have a lot of boobs in it. <laughs> yeah, with Fujiko, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's gonna have it's gonna have some boobage. I'm gonna be I'm all for that. I think uh, I have I'm in full support of the boobage. And um, <laughs> this film is is directed by Takeshi Koike, who directed Redline. Mm-hmm. So oh, nice. Yeah, so it it could be it could be interesting, you know, to see what he does with it. It's gonna come out yeah. in Japanese theaters on the 31st of of May. So. Um, says the stories about an imminent crisis that drives Fujiko into a corner. Is that all we have on the story so far? Yeah, I mean, I looked up, I, I looked through a few websites, and this and mm. that one actually had more information than any of the other sites I went to. So, okay, yeah. it says the film is described as the third film in a series consisting of 2014's Loop in the Third, Jigen's um, Gravestone, and 2017's Loop in the Third, uh, Chikemori no Ishikawa Goemon. Yeah, it kind of feels like they're giving each of the main Lupin characters like their own movie. Their own movie, yeah. I'd love to see a Zenigata movie. Hell yeah. 
Hell yeah, right? <laughs> Interesting, yeah. Lupin doesn't need anything. He already had, he's a whole damn series. He, he has an entire series for himself. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, for real. Um, so that's really exciting. I know Kazo yeah. w- w- would be really amped up for that because these, yeah, because Fujiko is, yeah, she's, people, people love Fujiko too because she's such a sex symbol. I have to see that one. Because Lupin shows always, and especially the movies, always look really beautiful. Yeah. And there's a lot of movies too. It's like yeah, I don't, know, I don't know how many there are. There's at least I would say there's probably close to twenty movies. Um, also, Psychopaths is getting another season. So the nice. the anime is going to air on Noi Tamina's programming block, and the mm. anime is going to star Yuki Kaji as Arata Shindo and Yuichi Nakamura as K. Mikhail Ignatov. Uh, too great, say you already excited. <laughs> Sarah, Get ready for a lot of screaming. Sarah, <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of screaming. <laughs> Sarah, your sister is a voice actor nerd. Do you know? Did you know that? Oh yeah. Oh uh, look, he's talking. I am as Sarah. well, and it's probably oh. in part by her. But <laughs> so so okay. So this is great. So who was the original voice actor nerd? Was was this a learned thing that that Mandy got from you, or did or did you get it from Mandy? Oh, I got it from Mandy, but uh, definitely. You know, I always say there's only a group of people that you need. Is Kamiya and Ono, and you have a good anime. That's all you need. <laughs> just Kamiya and Ono. There you go. Just Kamiya and Ono. Mandy, I haven't heard Kamiya and Ono before. <laughs> Kamiya, Hiroshi, and Ono Daisuke? <laughs> oh, I see. That was that. Yeah, yeah I'm sure you have. <laughs> that was a combo. Oh, I gotta say that. I see. That was a combo. Okay. Yeah. We talk about Momoru all the time on this show, Sarah. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, I just got done listening to a CD, too, so. <laughs> oh, goodness. This is basically like yep. this is like this is like Miano cast to be honest. Yep. Um, so <laughs> we it looks should get like... him on the show. Get him on the show. <laughs> Somebody make that happen. Get him on the show. Do it. <laughs> it looks like um, now Yoshi Shiotani is returning to direct the film to nice. direct the series at Production IG. Manga creator Akira Amano is returning as the character as the original character designer, and um, yeah, so it should be good. And for those of you that are fans of Psychopaths. You're gonna get more psychopaths coming up pretty soon, so look forward to that. Uh, Much we, excitement. Yeah, psychopaths. Although, although it's already had a lot more than most series, it's got two seasons and a mm-hmm. film already. So, I mean, it's it's been pretty good. Yeah. Who would like to do the trivia? For the for I the- could do the trivia <clears throat> since there's only two of us here today. <laughs> Um, So yeah, our weekly trivia that we have, if you go to our website and scroll down at aaapodcast.com, we have a picture there. And there's a theme and surrounded with this picture. And if you send in your answer, what what series you think that picture is from, you can win fabulous prizes. And this uh, theme right now going on is Mitsuki's Favorites. Mm -hmm, Damn right. And the answer for this one was Fio. Is that how you pronounce it? Fio? Oh, I've, oh, I've, it I, I flipped him around. The winner is Fio. My bad. I was going to say, I was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, okay, so the and the answer is Golden Boy. Gotcha. Yeah, I love Golden Boy. But the winner was Fio. Yeah, yeah. yep, good job. <laughs> I just went with it. I was like, I don't know what this is, but apparently it's your favorite. <laughs> also, Sarah, I just gave you access to our Google document. I should have done that before we started, but I forgot. So you now have our, you now have our show notes So in your email. Why, thank you. Yeah, of course. All right, so, and of course, we also have in-show trivia. For those of you that have been listening to this podcast, you know that we do in-show trivia as well for those of you that are that are playing along at home. So, between being an exceptional student and taking care of, of, the, ho- of the house alone during his, her mother's absence, 
Her only distraction is listening to her old crystal radio in her secret mountain hideout. What is the anime that that synopsis describes? And when we come back, we're going to have the answer to that. We're also going to be tacking, tackling Mandy's Manga Minute and doing our main topic. So stay tuned and we'll be back after the news break. Hello, all you beautiful anime nerds out there. This is Mitsugi, and it's time to nerd out with the anime news. There has been some contention going on between Psy Games' parent company, Cyber Agent Inc., and Nintendo. It looks like Nintendo had stepped in and had asked Psy Games to tone down the sort of the in-game purchases system that was being used for the game Dragalia Lost, and it was said recently in an article that at the time of the original earnings forecast for the game, which was given on October 22nd, quote, we looked at a, like a game title that, was, that would make a good start. However, its performance is being slower than we expected as of today. Now, Wall Street Journal looked into this and said that Psy Games elaborated and said that the game was Dragalia Lost and that Nintendo asked agent, Cyber Agent to, quote, adjust its microtransactions in response to player complaints, which, of course, Nintendo says is... is being done to quote-unquote make the game a more fun experience for players however lots of games especially mobile games advertise as free to play but then encourage microtransactions to sort of obtain powerful items or playable characters etc in the game which can add up to pretty high bills for players however this is a generally accepted system throughout gaming on from mobile games and it looks like Psy Games is a little bit angry at Nintendo for having stepped in and sort of curbed their profitability for the game, which has been down pretty significantly from what they expected. Next up, a pretty hot, discriminatory-based piece of news. Drama Fever executive of finance, Chung Chang, has claimed that Warner Brothers is, has been displaying racial discrimination amongst its operations. He says that while four Asian American executives were let go recently, Warner Brothers retained the company's four white executive employees, and I guess all of the high-level executives at Warner Brothers are white, except for the CEO, who is apparently Japanese, Ken Kevin Tsujihara. It looks like there have been various instances of what might be discrimination amongst Warner Brothers, including staff at Warner Brothers at a high level, being surprised at the lack of accents and general articulation of the English language amongst staff that were perceived to be Asian, it also seems like there have been other instances of people, quote-unquote, thinking that white people would be able to sell product better than people of other races. Quote, in other words, Warner Brothers and a staff member known as Mrs. Hirsch sought out white executives who were racially and or ethically similar to the existing white leadership at the company in the biased belief that they would be more effective operating within a similar culture, end quote. That is what the lawsuit that is being filed against Warner Brothers states whether any of that is true or not we'll have to find out i guess in the court of law but it looks like for now there has been some legal action taken against warner brothers for some pretty dubious activities next up another light novel is getting an anime adaptation it looks like it has been announced that a tv anime adaptation of mia kanzuki and yoshina's 
Honzuki no Gekokujo Shisho ni Narutame niwa Shudan no Wow Eran de Masen Ascendance of a bookworm Stop at nothing to be a librarian The synopsis Motosu Urano is a book-loving college student who just got her librarian certification and was supposed to enter the job of her dreams after graduation. However, she was killed during a massive earthquake, crushing her underneath a pile of her own massive collection of books. Wishing for reincarnation in order to read even more, she got reincarnated to a world with a low literacy level and very few books, limited only to the nobility of the world. She is reincarnated as a five-year-old daughter of a lowly soldier no matter how much she wants to read, there is no way that there are any books around. If there are no books, then what do you do? You make them yourself, of course. What her goal is to become a librarian no matter what and to live a life surrounded by books. For starters, she begins making them. Kind of a very interesting take on the isekai sort of plot line of a girl goes to a, goes to another world and creates books because there are none available for her to read. Definitely seems pretty interesting. This is going to be coming out sometime in the future. This is Mitsuki, and this was your anime news break. Now, time to get back to the podcast. Hey, addicts. Podcasting is hard. It takes a lot of work, dedication, time, and money to keep the show running the way we want for all of you wacky anime addicts out there. But even more than all this, it helps to have support from you, the listeners, so we feel the love, but also so we can keep the lights on. If you've been enjoying the podcast and want to support the show, you can head over to aaapodcast.com slash join or Patreon to throw us a couple of dollars. A little bit goes a long way and we'll reward you with our extra content. Eight additional episodes of After Parties, Hobby Addicts, and of course, Hentai episodes per month. With all this money, we can buy me a pizza. We can make sure Manny never runs out of manga. I can finally buy that pompadour I've always wanted. And I can dig the anime pit of hell just a little bit deeper. Help us stay in business, and we'll help your ear holes with tons of extra content to enjoy. Head over to aaapodcast.com slash join now to support the podcast. And thank you. Welcome back to the 463rd episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Before we head into the news break, we had an in-show trivia question. Between Booby being an exceptional student and taking care of the house alone during her mother's absence, her only distraction is listening to her old crystal radio in her secret mountain hideout. In that film, I guess it's a film, I gave it away, is... (laughs) What's the answer? Hoshio o Kodomo. I don't know if I pronounced it right, but it's children who chase lost voices from deep below. That would be uh, one of Makoto Shinkai's films. Yeah. One of the favorite films of our friend Kazuo, who is not here with us today. However, before this morning, before I knew Kazuo was not going to be here, I bought him and me a box of donuts to enjoy. Oh, yeah. To enjoy. And because he's he not just, here. He just left you. Maybe he, it was the donuts. Maybe he, he really hates donuts. He, he abandoned me and... 
and and now my my lonely tears. now you get them all to yourself yes but my lonely tears have mixed with the with the sweet flavors of these donuts and they are now bittersweet mm. just send the donut through the mic just push it through so while Mandy gives her manga minute, <laughs> I'm going to push a. I'm going to push a. Would you like a a glazed sprinkled donut, Sarah? Or would you like a blueberry cake donut? It's jelly or it's no go. I don't have one. I don't have one of those for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I also have a French cruller. So, so I'm going to eat this <laughs> French cruller while Mandy does her manga minute and think of Cosmo while I'm doing it. <laughs> that slow tear running down <laughs> your cheek. <laughs> Now, let's take a minute for the Manga Minute with Mandy. Hey, this is Mandy's Manga Minute, where I take a minute to tell you about a manga and hope you find something new to read. And I've been trying to do this thing where it kind of um, has the same genre as the anime we're reviewing, but I couldn't find anything that was close enough to Cells at Work. Yeah, good luck. So, um, <laughs> so I am doing Dr. Stone. Uh, when every human on Earth is turned to stone by a mysterious phenomenon, high schooler Taiju is also petrified the moment he's about to confess his high school crush. Um, flash forward several thousands of years later, Taiju awakens and joins up with his friend Senku, who has ambitious dreams. His plan? To restart civilization from square one with the power of science. Uh, Dr. Stone is an adventurous sci-fi series written by Nichiro Inagaki and illustrated by Boichi. Um, it started releasing in Weekly Shonen Jump in 2017 and is still ongoing. Um, it, it was part of the Jump Start initiative where uh, the first three chapters were releasing in English at the same time as the Japanese release, which is kind of new. But um, it is also available in the Shonen Jump app with four volumes currently out. Uh, there's also an anime schedule to come out this summer. Um, I read the first volume in the Shonen Jump app, and it gave me a kind of a similar feeling to what Promise Neverland did, where it's mm. a different uh, story than what you would fi normally find in Shonen Jump, but um, has a lot of the same qualities. So it doesn't. So it still feels like it belongs in like a Shonen. Um, catalog but uh all of after all of humanity has found themselves turned to stone taiju and his friend senku are focused on finding a cure for it um then they're faced with a lot of different difficulties a lot of different um difficult questions like do we release everyone um who do we release first all of technology has been destroyed so how can we rebuild uh can we care for the people that we've released because these people will no longer be preserved, so they're going to age and, you know, require food and all that. But, um, and they also discover that if a person's statue has been demolished, that person's now dead. There's no way to put them back together and kind of undo the petr petrification afterwards. Um, so the series does also have a decent amount of comedy between the two, the two main characters are very quirky. Um, the artwork is very solid. I, I think for me, though, personally, I don't know if I'm going to continue it because I would be interested in hearing other people's opinions past volume one. But so far, none of the main characters that are grabbing me, they feel a bit flat. But um, if you really like Shonen Jump series, though, and you're a fan of post-apocalyptic stories and this sounds interesting, then you can check it out on the Shonen Jump app. This manga is also getting an anime adaptation, I think. Yeah, I said that. Um, it's coming oh, out did? in summer. Okay, mm -hmm. great. Well, I, hope, I, I believe it starts airing in July. I think people are going to be excited for this one. I think it's. I think the story is interesting. So, 
Yeah, a lot of Shonen Jump series are usually very popular, and um, I I think it's kind of interesting these new stories coming out that don't feel like typical Shonen Jump stories. Like they're not like kind kind of like um, uh, fight superhero ones that we normally get. <laughs> or you know, so it'll be interesting. Or you know, ninjas or or ninjas basketball you know. players or <laughs> battle anime. <laughs> yeah. Or basketball right. players. They should all be basketball players. Yeah. If you had it your way, Manny, they would be. <laughs> they all be in the zone. They'd all be in the zone. <laughs> all right. So we have a topic here. And a sort of interesting topic. It's um it was submitted by Hearts off the Discord, and they said we have to pick one of each, which I expanded to more than one of each, especially since it's just, you know, we're down two people. Yeah. Uh, one anime you love that everyone hates, and one anime you hate that everyone loves. Yeah. So I, I of course, is uh, throughout throughout the ages, I have been more of the on the hater side of things. So I have a lot more shows that I hate that everyone loves. But I do really, have... I think you're actually pretty uh, forgiving. <laughs> oh, really? I think so. Well, I appreciate you say that because now every... Cosmo is very picky. <laughs> every now and then a a uh, an iTunes review comes along that tells me how much they hate me. <laughs> it's usually that's be- not true. It's usually because um, I have hated some show, but I tell you, all I have in my heart is love. <laughs> that's all I have. So, and of course, Sarah, you should um, feel free to contribute to this topic as well if you have anything to add. Um, I'm going to start right off with um, a show that I that I loved, but everyone else hated. And I went on to like my anime list and wrote down the, the mouse score and then I wrote down my own personal score. And the first oh, one I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so like if there wasn't like a big gap, then I didn't bother because that was ob- I was obviously just thinking I was imagining it. Hmm. The first one is as good as any. I really Good as any is a show, of course, that we're gonna be doing a review on eventually. And the first season of Good as Any, I really loved it, and it, it truly was like a sports nuts. Of a, like paradise, you know, it, it's almost like a money ball type type of a sports show where they didn't have it didn't have virtually any of the normal anime type of type of content in it that people come to expect. You know, there was not a lot of like wild humor. There wasn't there weren't any overly cute girl characters. There were no superpowers. There was no isekai. There was no, um, you know, it was just a sports anime where the players didn't have superpowers you know, a la like Yomushi Pedal or Kuroko no Basuke or something like that. It was just a simple show that was based mostly on like statistics and players talking about their salaries. And it was really just a sports anime that was almost like strangely not even really all that suited for anime since it's, it made a lot, it would have made a lot more sense as like a TV series, like on like on, hmm. live, like on live TV or maybe as a movie. But Good as any is a show that, personally, for to me as an f- anime fan, I really loved it um, and put it something like a nine. I gave it I, to me. It was something like a nine, like I four point five. I would say like I really liked it a lot. It really struck the right chords for me and did what it was trying to do, pretty much just how I think it should have been done. But the people online <laughs> don't like it. It was like more like a. <laughs> it was more like a. It was more like a six out of ten for most people, um, which is a really low score online generally. So, but like, I really love good as any, but I'm virtually one of the only people I know that loves it. Everyone else is either totally disregarded it or flat out doesn't like it at all. 
So, but I do give the haters, so to speak, credit because they at least gave it a try. But yeah, I'm definitely all alone on an island for this one. But I'm really curious to see, Mandy, what you and Enzo Kozuo think of think of it when we talk about it later on. Yeah, um, I was gonna say we have that come up next week. I think is it next week? I believe so. I just couldn't. I just couldn't wait. Good on us for not knowing our own schedule. <laughs> I see Rose. I see what is our next. Day yeah, it's on the website. I'll look it up. But yeah, so I'll be really curious to see what you guys think about it because uh, nice. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So go ahead. Man, this is hard for me because I couldn't love. Love is such a strong word. <laughs> it's like I can't think of anything that I absolutely loved, but is normally like really despised. Or disliked. <laughs> I can't think of anything. Mm-hmm. There's some that I like that are really stupid, but like I I know they're dumb, <laughs> and but <laughs> I wouldn't say I love them. Uh, one of those was Seco Boys. <laughs> I love Seco Boys. Seco so Boys stupid. is great. <laughs> My sister and I we watch this in one day. Do we watch this whole mm-hmm. thing in one day? One sitting. It did one not sitting. take very long. <laughs> uh, Seco Boys is the. It's a short. It's dumb. It's a idol boy show, but the gimmick <laughs> is that all the idols are uh, like uh, busts, like old, like stat, like statue busts. <laughs> Sometimes what? they do have full bodies, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a joke. It's meant to be like um, kind of mocking the idol uh, genre. It's it's so silly. Um, we went into it thinking this is going to be dumb. Actually, I. Originally watched it with people on the Discord, um, me and our Tumblr Road uh, friends. We uh, were having a bad anime night, and we were like, "Oh man, this one has a horrible score. Let's watch this." <laughs> and then we all thought it was hilarious. So then, after the first episode, my sister, I think you came home from Missouri, and yeah. so we sat and watched it, <laughs> and we watched the whole thing in one sitting. And I remember you looking at it and going, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> little did I know how great it was. And little would I know that every day to work, I pass by five busts sitting on statues outside with <laughs> microphones in front of them. They have microphones in front of them? <laughs> oh, they have microphones in front of them. Why? <laughs> I just want to sit out and cheer for them. Just go Seco Boys every time I drive by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have busts of... There's Mars and there's Hermes and there's uh, Medici and was it St. George? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's so dumb. It's such a dumb show, but I thought it was hilarious. I, it has re- like a score of like six. <laughs> I'm really... I, yeah, it's literally like... like stone bust photographs of, of them literally yes uh, it has kind of like that hatoful <laughs> boyfriend kind of like vibe it's so silly <laughs> i i i have a stone bust in my place of a certain someone would you like me to go get it who is it is it Geralt? you want to see it yes yes i do i have a Geralt one <laughs> we can go ahead and keep talking about how much we loved seco boys because i remember <laughs> when i when the show came on and you were like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Afterwards, you're like, I'm mad at myself for liking this as much as I did. <laughs> you just feel so bad for them that they can't move. <laughs> and the yeah, person the manager has to carry, has them, to carry them, them around and she starts, like, her back starts to break. <laughs> All right, here it is. This is Franz List. So I should put him like, over by the microphone. Yeah, so we is- have a delay, so I can't see it just yet. Oh, here <laughs> it comes. Oh, it's a statue nice. of Franz Liszt, famed Romantic period composer, and often thought by many to be 
the greatest pianist of all time, and also one of the biggest playboys of the 1800s. Oh, interesting. So he's going to be our new host. Mm. You should put a mic on him. Should I stick him with... He can be a psycho boy. He's a new... (laughs) (laughs) He's our uh, guest idol of today. Yeah. So sometimes um, (laughs) late at night, I'll light candles and I'll have a a date with Franz Liszt and what is play... Yeah, yeah. We'll play piano together. It's perfect. (laughs) Yeah. And then when we get cameras, I can have my Geralt bust that came with my... uh, collector's edition of the witcher 2 that's perfect (laughs) and we'll have an idol band we just need to get enzo and cosmo to have one i think the backdrop on your camera mandy is going to need to be like manga bookshelves or something it just seems like i don't know how sarah has seen my apartment it's (laughs) tiny well there's plenty of manga to fill it though (laughs) there's definitely enough manga this we could build a wall with it you could build a wall with my manga The other, uh, so so the other show that I had on my list that I really liked that um, I didn't hear many other people enjoying was the Junji Ito anime, um, mm. even to the point where <clears throat> someone nominated it for the worst anime of the year in our anime Oscars, which really sh- surprised me. And yes, it wasn't as good as what I read from the Junji Ito manga, but it was... It's such. It's just so rare to get an anime that's even horror at all, let alone yeah. let alone just twisted like demented horror. You know, a lot of times if it's if it's a horror anime, it's going to be like, you know, a ghost story or a, I, I don't know, like a story that's you know like Ayakashi Samurai Horror Tales where it's based on like old Japanese like samurai like you know lore or. Or 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 Mononoke, which is a great show, Ugh. but like you know, it's my about... second favorite anime of all time. Wow, like Mononoke mm-hmm. is really good, but it's not the same kind of horror that like Junji Ito is. Junji Ito yeah. is more like just really twisted and demented, and it's just, I mean, to me, it was it was like getting to watch something that is so out of the ordinary that it's almost a treat to even have it exist. Um, granted, yeah, it, it wasn't as good as the manga. Having read it, like I said, I I, I agree, it's not as good, but. The fact that, like, if you're a big fan of, of that kind of horror and you watch anime, you've been waiting for a show like that to come out for years. And when you finally get one, it's nice to have it. And so, like, I did enjoy watching, like, a snail girl's, like, a girl's head getting turned into a snail, <laughs> a snail shell. Oh, Jinji Ito. <laughs> or, like, you know, or people, get, yeah, or exactly. Or, you know, just, just twisted shit, you know, like, that's in that show. And so I really like Jinji Ito, but, um, I recall, Mandy, you didn't particularly love the anime from the review that we did, um, mm-hmm. and you had you had your reasons, and that's fine. But like, also, most other people didn't particularly like the Junji Ito anime either. So I feel like I was kind of on I'm kind of on an island there, and that's fine. So I don't feel nearly as strongly about that as I do good a, a good as any. But um, but I do love the manga. The Junji oh, Ito mangas are fantastic. Oh, it's super great. And by the way, an unbelievable value. Like the you get like a four, yeah. 450 page hardback b- manga for like 20 bucks. Like what? Yeah. Like like seriously? Yeah, they're all really really nice. Um Hot Topic actually is selling Jinji Ito shirts and I got one and it's not here yet, but it looks <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, um I have a coworker at work whom I told him about the Jinji Ito anime and he he didn't watch it. He's like a he's like 50 years old. He didn't watch it, but his daughter watched it. And his daughter ended up buying a bunch of the Junji Ito shirts at Hot Topic after watching it. And so I, I get to hear every once oh, in a nice. while about like how, how his daughter did this or this. And I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> do you really want your daughter wearing 
a Junji Ito t-shirt like in public. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I was... got um one of the shirts for the long dream on mine. Um, oh god. But they the do one... have ones of like Tomie and uh Yeah. There are a few other ones. The long dream, that's a that's a good section of that book. That's yeah. it's twisted as hell though. Okay. <laughs> so um I'm curious to hear what you suggest next, and I'm also curious to see if it's another anime that you and Sarah have both watched together. Um, no, we didn't watch these. I actually found on Miami list, uh, Miami list that a lot of people tend to score short anime very, very low. I wonder why that is. Hmm. I don't, um, I guess because there's not really much to them, I guess, in terms of like story, but there are a lot on there that are a lot of shorts that I find really enjoyable to watch that are kind of relaxing. And I have two of them on my list. Um, one was Wakakozake. Which is a short about it's they're very and I'm when I say short I mean very short like it's in like <laughs> four or five minutes and um it the whole thing is about this woman who just goes to different bars she eats food she pairs it up with um a different kind of alcoholic drink usually sake and it's just about her just describing how much she loves the food and what what about the food uh, she likes and it's really relaxing she always does this thing where um. When she feels really relaxed, she goes, pshoo! <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a really relaxing show, and I really enjoyed that short, but it has like a six, I think, on my Two minutes list. per episode. Oh, were they two minutes? Two I minutes. Short, short. Jeez Louise. <laughs> uh, the other one that was a short like that is Love is Like a Cocktail. That one was also like two or three minutes and about um, a married couple. Uh, the woman loves alcohol. And the husband always makes her mixes her some different kind of cocktail. And uh, it breaks down like how he made it, like all the ingredients and how you make it. And then she uh, just enjoys it. And it's I don't know. They're a really cute relationship, too. And it's always like she comes home from work is like really worn out. And he's like, oh, I'll make you a cocktail and mixes her some kind of drink. And uh, yeah, it's that one was really pleasant to watch, too. You know, that's what I need to find for my life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if people actually hate them. Um because I they do score it very low, but I wonder if it's just because it's a short. Because it's like it's kind of hard to score something that's only two or three minutes long. <laughs> you know, there is the uh, the psyche K the psyche kuso no non no sign on the anime that's also, that, that that is a short that is that people love that one though. That that's that might be the exception. Did I watch that? Yeah, it's got like a it's like the one in the top fifty shows on all of all time online. Oh, psyche K. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Me and Sarah watched that, didn't we? Yeah, Psyche K? Yeah, the original. Is that a short, though? Yeah, the original one came oh. out in 2016. It's 120 episodes, and it's five minutes long each. So. Oh. I saw the one on Netflix that has Kamiya in it. Yeah, that's of a course. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, and it's really, really, it's <laughs> I really love funny. him. Um, he is, like, who I am as a person. <laughs> <laughs> You're super you just go around and judge everyone that's <laughs> near you. <laughs> and I'm psychic. Um, another short that recently came out. I don't think it has a really low score. I think people generally liked it was Honda Sun. Hmm. Um, that one was a really good one, too. I don't know. It's really hit or miss. Some shorts get decent scores and some of them get really low scores. And I don't know why that is. But... Um. um I do have one more on my list. Love is, I wouldn't say love, but I really enjoyed watching <laughs> the Katsugeki Tokendambu movie or show. It's not the one that's like comedy. It was the one that was, um, 
made by oh who was it that made it um let me check real quick i forget uh ufo ufo table my mind blank for a second uh they always make really beautiful stuff but i have played tokenambu a lot (laughs) since it came out i'm a gotcha just horrible person for that game and so i knew exactly what was going on but i can't blame anyone for disliking it because it made no sense and it's a dumb the idea of sword boys is dumb already (laughs) but it's sword boys but it's a beautiful art (laughs) the animation that was gorgeous though it just doesn't really have much of a story (laughs) well it is it it is ufo table yeah god there's a ton of fate stay night anime yeah, yeah. Just mm-hmm. a ton of it. Mm-hmm. So um, on my list, I have I have several here that are pretty prominent that I just didn't like very much. Um, the first one, the most glaring of which is No Game, No Life. Um, I have that on my list as well. Oh, okay, great. So <laughs> I just don't understand it. I tried to watch, watch the movie. I watched the movie. Oh. So it's really, yeah. well, it's really well liked <laughs> by a lot of people. And, and we me- are moving into the things that we love that usually people hate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So most people really like No Game, No Life, but there's there were just so many different reasons why I just didn't like this anime at all. I um, starting with like all the anime tropes that are in it, with the with the hikikomori and and glorifying being a hikikomori, which I think is really sort of a dangerous thing that mm. I don't really think that people ought to be sort of. Um, celebrating like social phobias and things like that. It just doesn't really seem like, um, I don't know, doesn't seem proper to be doing that, you know? And so that starting with that, and besides that's a, that's a a total cliche for anime and it's an isekai show, you know, they get pulled into like another world and where they have to play games to sort of, you know, survive or whatever. I can barely even remember what it's about at this point. But I know that there's a lot of like really really awkward, inappropriate, like etchy comedy in it between siblings. Yeah, that bothered me. <laughs> and <laughs> and the the bright color palette of the show, I didn't really sort of didn't for once, like I'm a person who normally likes really bright colors, but for once didn't really appreciate that in the show at all. And all of the really awkward <laughs> shower scenes in the anime that were just really obviously just put in there to be total fan service for people. It sort of leaves me in a place where I don't really understand why people watch shows like this and just completely accept the the really awkward and appropriate sexual humor in it. Um, and like we do hentai episodes, so like I am not prude at all, you know. But like the when you start talking about like really awkward like social situations that you know sh- shouldn't be touched upon, uh, that aren't at all part of the story <laughs> whatsoever, that are just thrown in there. <laughs> To just to be total fan service for people, I just, I don't know. No Game, No Life, I really disliked it. It was not something that I enjoyed, but most people seem to really love it. I really like the, I actually like the um, art style. I really like the colors, but um, yeah, I also thought it was very awkward having etchy scenes with your sister. <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> I know we're talking about anime, but you know, it's, I don't know. But that one particularly was very yeah. awkward. <laughs> And um, I think also because she looks like she's very, very young. I think she is very young. But uh, I remember the manga being far more awkward. I got the first volume because I was like, oh, yay, a manga that 
is was came to me very highly recommended and i watched the first episode or i read the first volume i was like ooh, this is really weird <laughs> well i mean but, yeah so, the shower scenes were kind of weird <laughs> so according according to the interweb uh sora who's the boy character in no game life is 18 he's 18 years old his sister mm-hmm. whose name is shiro is 11 yeah. so I mean, that alone is, you know, weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then to make them brother and sister is a little, is extra weird, you know? So, yeah. I mean, there was a girl character in that show, Dola, I guess her name was. Earlier, I didn't even remember her name was Dola. I guess uh, mm-hmm. Stephanie Dola. She's 18, you know? Like, why can't we just have Stephanie and, and Soda, you know, hitting, like, you know, flirting or whatever? They're the, they're not related and they're the same age. Like, Hello. I don't know. Am I, am I missing something? Yeah. So I don't know. It just didn't work for me. It's not all. my favorite. No. But no. I did like the animation, though. I thought, or the um, art style. I don't know. I, I really like that one, though. I really like the uh, color palette to it. So, yeah. That, so, wow. So I picked one that we both did, that we both felt the same way about. <laughs> now, Sarah, have you seen No Game, No Life? She saw the movie. I Yeah, there was a movie that I saw. Okay. Yeah. What happened in it the movie? Okay. Um, I didn't really understand a lot of it. Because <laughs> you haven't seen the series, right? Yeah. Okay. Did you see yeah. it in theaters, or where did you watch it? No, it was on, I don't remember if it was Netflix or HBO Go, one of the streaming sites. Okay. Okay. But you didn't, but you weren't a fan? No, I just, I mean, if I saw the anime, it might have been better. The artwork was pretty. I liked that, but... Story as a whole was a little in missed for me. <laughs> yeah. So Mandy, since I picked one of yours like right out of like right out from under you, why don't you go next? Oh sure. Um one that I really despise but has a lot of fans was Junju Romantica. Ooh. I I talked about this before. I I feel bad because <laughs> I really hate that series a lot. And I don't usually have a lot of hate for series. <laughs> I like um there are a lot of series I'm like, eh, I don't really like this, but, you know, it's cool. And this one I have a lot of hate for, you know. Um, it's a boy love series, but it's really, I don't think it's a very good, um, I don't, it's not healthy at all. The relationship is very awkward. There's a lot of, um, sexual harassment and mm. in it that really I despised. <laughs> sounds like, <laughs> and, sounds um, like citrus. Yeah, kind of. There's uh, flat out rape scenes and um, there's a scene where um, uh, kind of forcing the other person not to hang out with friends, like literally dragging them back to the car and I, ugh, the whole thing, was, Damn. that's a really awful taste in my mouth. <laughs> That's pretty intense. Yeah. I watched, I think, half of it, and I couldn't get through the other half. I just stopped. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, man, that anime got three seasons. Yeah. Yeah, it has a lot of fans. And I mean, and, and an OVA if you and like it, that's fine. I just, ugh. Three seasons, two <laughs> OVAs, and a special. That's intense. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh well, and the last season came out in 2015. So, 
You may get. You may have more Junjo Romantica yet. Oh joy! <laughs> you just wait. Get ready. <laughs> um, another one for me that is shocking to most people is I don't really like Gurren Lagann very much. Um, Gurren oh La- wow! Gurren Lagann is like almost everybody likes it. Um, I, I don't love it all that much. Like I thought that the first half of, of Gurren Lagann was all was off. Was a lot of like senseless filler with like you know just like random enemies popping up and having battles. Um, and then the really abrupt like very unexpected sort of fast forward in time halfway through the series really threw me off. And I don't appreciate the, the super robot genre at all, as I've said before many, many times. And it just, it's way too much suspension of disbelief for me to, to enjoy. Like mm. when, when the stuff that happens in, in, on the screen isn't grounded in any kind of sensibility at all, in which Gurn Logon is not, um, I just right. completely, it just completely loses me. I don't really, I don't, I don't, I don't really understand why, but it's like, um, you know, like if a, if a mech robot is being beaten up and it's at the point where it's like getting ready to explode or something because it's so destroyed, it makes no sense for me. What's it makes no sense to me for it to suddenly like evolve into like a brand new, super big, super omnipotent mech that can like throw a planet across the galaxy. Like it just doesn't make any sense to me. And so um, that and like rebuilding all of civilization within like two years or whatever it was in Gurren Lagann. It's just I don't know the anime. Um, and then, you know, Kamiya dies and everyone likes him and then he dies. And, um, you know, a lot of people will say that. <laughs> spoiler. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people will say, oh, I liked Gurren Lagann and then Kamiya died and I stopped watching it. But, like, they don't really mean that. Like, most people finished it. But, yeah, I just don't like Gurren Lagann all that much. And some people, some people love, like, love the hell out of that show. But it's just not for me. Uh, Sarah and I, we watched that. We watched a couple of episodes. We didn't watch all of it, though. Um, at the time, we went. We went to my friend's house. We were having an anime night. Um, do you remember that one at all? Does it oh, ring a bell? Oh, I know the night you're talking about. Uh, it was one with um, robots. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> or I got that part so far. <laughs> um, yeah, I. I don't know. I really enjoyed that one. Um, I don't know. That's fine. I never finished watching it, but. Yeah, I know we watched a couple episodes. I didn't know if you remembered it. Mm-hmm. Um, the last one, I wouldn't say I hate the series. I just really didn't like it as much as um, overall uh, community did, and that was Erased. Mm-hmm. I, because I was really into Erased halfway through. Towards the end, I started to despise it. <laughs> despise it it's like death note all over again despise is strong i'm sorry i it really (laughs) uh ruined it for me i don't know i didn't enjoy it as much as um i thought i was going to because i really enjoyed the beginning of it now do you remember what it was about the second half of it that made you not like it so much i don't want to spoil it (laughs) oh oh, goodness (laughs) i also thought it was very um obvious who the culprit was it because it's the only like adult in the entire show, <laughs> but that was super shady. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, the final episode was—I don't know—it really soured the entire series for me. Well, I know it has. I don't a, want to spoil it. I know it has a stupid title. Well, the Japanese. Well, yeah, because the Japanese one is super long. <laughs> yeah, because then... the Japanese title doesn't even have the word <laughs> "erased" in it. 
what is the translation of Boku Dake ga Inai Machi? Is that it? Yeah, bo- Boku Dake ga Inai Machi is like a city where only I am not there, basically. Like, oh. literally. Hmm. Like Weird, a, a city, a city without me, a city where I am the only thing that's missing. Weird. Is how I, I don't would think translate s- that. Yeah. Weird. Um, I don't think you watched that one with me, Sarah. No, I haven't seen it. Which it makes perfect sense why they don't, why they didn't give it a direct translation because it doesn't translate well, you know, literally. But did like you I, guys like that one? Um, I gave it a, I gave it a four, but I oh, remember, okay. I remember giving it a lenient. <laughs> I remember, I remember like Chiaki and Kazuo liked it quite a lot, and mm. I remember thinking that this anime was was disappointing, but then. I ended up giving it, I think, a little better of a score than I actually think thought I would have because they sort of like talked it up a lot. So, oh, okay. yeah. Have they made a live action of it? I have um, no idea. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's like there's something on Netflix for it. Um, yeah, live action Netflix TV series re- was released yeah. on December 15th of 2017. I didn't know that. Hmm. I might watch that then. Um, because I felt like towards the ending it was really rushed, and maybe um, I don't know. I I haven't read the manga though, so maybe the anime was just rushed, and the ending um, they couldn't fit, you know, the entire ending to it. I don't know. I haven't read the manga, but maybe maybe um, the Netflix adaptation is better. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I have to watch it. Um, let's see what else. So I also have Kakai Sensen. Um, blockade blood blockade battlefront or whatever i i do not like either seasons of this i've talked about this many times it's just, <laughs> we enjoyed that one a lot <laughs> yeah every, i mean it's i mean that's that's why i picked it because it's like everyone else but me likes it it's it's just too much chaos for me too much nonsensical stuff happening um it's a lot of the same it's almost the same as the reason why i don't why i dislike super robot in anime it's just that I, I would much rather prefer my shows to be a little more like uh, just like they make sense, you know. So all all of, all of the chaos and craziness of Kikai Sensen is why I don't really appreciate it very much. So that's it's that's pretty much the long short of it. Also, I, also I tend to not like anime where like a lot of the character designs are like aliens or monsters. You know, I didn't really enjoy that mm-hmm. in Redline either, for example, because it's just all the dog people and like lizard people and all the. It's just not for me, but um. Yeah, not a big fan of that, and uh, and I and then last on the list here for me since I since I see that that you've said all of yours, Mandy, um, Banana Fish. I, I did not like Banana Fish, um, and I feel like a lot of people like Banana Fish a lot. I think the general like like community consensus was that Banana Fish was a good show, but it just didn't. It just bored me. Like I was just bored the whole time, um, and mm. and mostly I think it's because the pacing was a little slow for my taste. But uh, Banana Fish was all, definitely on that list for me. What'd you think mm. of that one, Sarah? I love banana fish. <laughs> I remember and trying to hold it in so, so bad. Much. <laughs> I remember you texting me like when you got to the ending, like my heart, my heart is broken. <laughs> my heart broke so many times in that show. Although I have to say, I love the music. I love "Survive," said the prophet. Mm. I have downloaded about every album that they have now that I can get, and I love their music. Nice. So, uh, oh, Sarah, is there any series that you love but generally people hate? Uh, 
It's so hard. Well, I was just trying to find user ratings and, you know, a hate is like a seven out of 10 for anime. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So it's really hard to find one that is hard to go off mouse scores. (laughs) Yeah, it's I have loved a lot of anime. I can't think of one that people have straight up disliked that I enjoy. You love Tokyo Ghoul. I think that one um, that's there's a love hate for that one. There's a lot of fans, but there's also a lot of people who hate it. I wasn't the biggest fan of the last season that came out of it, or last two, I should say, except for the Sukiyama arc, because hello, it's Mamoru. Oh my goodness, she's <laughs> definitely your sister, man. a little bit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I have been groomed well in my life. <laughs> I can see. But and do we sound alike? No. I've been waiting for people to say that. Uh, no, they I, don't. I, I can tell you guys apart easily. Yeah. Oh, okay. Whoa. We have changed. <laughs> but I have, but I have spent like over a hundred hours on the phone with you now, Mandy. Basically, more or less. Mm, so that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, can you think of a series that you hate that everyone loves? Mm. <laughs> I want to say My Hero Academia, Ooh. but I feel I'm going to make a lot of enemies saying that. Ooh. I'm sorry. It's okay. Not my favorite. <laughs> We also I'm not here to make together. enemies, though, so it's still all right. I'll still watch it. Don't worry. It's okay. We, we, still, <laughs> we still accept you. I'm just, if your superpower is at your grapes, I just can't do much with that. I'm sorry. You're great. <laughs> um, so um, there were a lot of, there were a lot of, uh, you want to go through some of the responses from social media yeah. that I see Rose put down for us? Yeah. And again, big, um, so big thanks to I see Rose for doing that. It's really helpful. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, it looks like he made uh, a post on uh, Twitter and Facebook uh, to see what other people said. And some popular responses were um, a lot, a lot of Neon, yeah, Neon Genesis <laughs> Evangelion. Um, Matt Renfer from the Facebooks at Evangelion had turned into the black sheep of the anime family for whatever reason. I can understand not loving it, but it sometimes um, or it seems people can't. Give it credit for the amazing risks it took. A lot of um, a lot of Evangelion answers on a here. A lot of people. <laughs> uh, Timothy Bailey also wrote same. There's no other show like it. And Beam Me Up Timmy wrote Neon Genesis Evangelion. It receives too much criticism and not enough praise for what it does. Um, I'm mostly referring to the show, but you can add the movie in there too since uh, they're directly related. I love how the show takes the opportunity to delve into the mental states and personality of its characters and humanize them in a way that allows you to be able to explore and relate them in a way many shows don't. Uh, it, and it does so in a unique fashion. Wow. It's so good. And Cass also, Cassie also from the Annie Chatbox podcast wrote completely agree with you ava um, explores depression and self-discovery in innovative ways both the tv series and end of ava were wonderful well it's a shame it's a shame uh, enzo's not here because he because we know how much he loves ava so oh yeah and cosmo <laughs> let's see so um do you have that drop <laughs> oh <laughs> it's all right <laughs> yeah but i already ate this shit burger <laughs> So yeah, then there's a bunch of there's a bunch of love for Sword Art Online. Also, um, Jeremy from Facebook writes Sword Art Online is a big one. Most of my most of the time, my friends and I tend to like the same stuff. I I might be able to think of more once I'm not at work. Yeah, so definitely lots of love for Sword Art Online. Yeah, from from, from like six or seven different people. From Icy Rose wrote one as well. Said um, Icy Rose adds in that in spite of many flaws and complaints he makes, he will always love Sword Art Online as if his constant cosplaying of Kirito doesn't give that away. 
<laughs> Let me just skim through some of these. Uh, Soda no Ofo, Guilty Crown, School Days, um, Kimi to Boku. Let's see here. Log Horizon got some love. X the TV. X the X the movie. X though. the movie. X the movie said. That's bad. <laughs> uh, he wrote X the movie. It was better the TV series. Oh my god! Get out of my house. <laughs> I'm not even gonna say that person's name. I don't want to. Oh, oh boy, I can't. I can't do it to you. I love. I love you, but I. I, I, I don't want you to get mauled. I think he makes a perv- I think he makes a good point though, because oh, I actually like the ending of the movie because the TV series was um, the the manga never ended, and the the TV series is following the manga pretty um, faithfully, I think, and there was no ending, so they kind of had to make up an ending, <laughs> and uh, like uh, Lance Peterson, I'll, I'll just go ahead and say it, um, uh. wrote <laughs> the series ending <laughs> as a cop out, and uh, I, I understand that argument. I love you, I, I love you, Lance. I just couldn't. I I tried to watch the X movie twice, and I couldn't. That was two. I have it. Two. Count I have it, it on DVD. Count it. Two blockbuster rentals wasted. Um, why'd you Why'd you rent it twice? Because I try. I because I, I, I rented it, didn't <laughs> like it, and couldn't even watch it, and just didn't. Took it back. Later, Damn. I was looking for an anime, and I was like, you know what? I'll try this again. Picked it up. Went, tried to watch it. Couldn't. Took it back. Literally, just like that. <laughs> anyway, so um, let's see. We got a couple more here. No game, no life. Um, Vampire Knight, Drifters, and then we got some love for Higurashi no Nakukoro ni. So, uh, hmm. lots of people weighing in on lots of different shows. So that's always good to hear. Um, well, let's, I know we're gonna. I know we're gonna need lots of time for ourselves at work. Yeah. So why don't we? Um, well, Manny, why don't you read the intro trivia question for me, and then we'll head off to the news. I got it. This uh, question is a guess at anime, and the synopsis is, In September 1998, a string of seemingly random suicides leaves Japan baffled and devastated. But a detective agency specializing in paranormal occurrences notices that there are a few glaring, disturbing similarities trying um, or tying the deceptively unrelated cases together. What is that anime? And we'll answer it after the break. All right, and we'll be back with uh, five-star iTunes reviews, a review on cells at work, and also mailbags after the news, so stay tuned. Hey, anime fans, Mitsuki's back, and it's time for one more round of your anime news. Leading us off this time, Sonic the Hedgehog just can't catch a break. It looks like Paramount Pictures has put out a branding deck for their upcoming film of Sonic the Hedgehog, and it includes designs of Sonic as, of course, he is the main character of the movie, which, again, has led to people chiming in about their opinions of the design of the character, including a well-known name, Yuji Naka, who was former Sonic team head and game programmer, he was less than enthusiastic by the design. He wrote on Twitter on Tuesday that he thinks the design leak was probably strategic, but that it's a bad move. Quote, if a poor directorial choice becomes a hot topic, then it could continue to damage Sonic's IP, he wrote. He also adds that the image could be fan-made and that he'd like to see Sonic wearing some gloves because he found it, quote, shocking that Sonic's bare hands were white. Because if you look at the picture, Sonic does have white hands despite his arms being blue, which didn't strike me as being particularly all that unusual but you know whatever it has also led to different artists online 
throwing their own designs of the Sonic the Hedgehog character into the ring, trying to sort of bridge the gap between what Sonic looks like in the video game and the very different look that the movie is having, which is more of a human-animal-looking type look, where Sonic doesn't actually have quills as a hedgehog. He looks, look, looks like he has more of fur and uh, definitely looks pretty weird, including right down to his shoes. I don't know. Sonic continues to get dragged through the mud with this movie that seems to be dead before it even airs due to the weird designs of the character. So we're just going to have to wait and see how this progresses as time passes. Next up, a few new anime releases to be talked about. It looks like the 2017 anime Tsugu Momo is going to be getting a new series. The series is going to be continue to be produced by Zero-G, and the director and series composition will continue to be done by Ryoichi Kuraya. For those of you that don't know Tsugu Momo, reading the synopsis, it sounds like an etchy harem show. Kazuya Kagami never goes anywhere without the precious... Sakura Obi that his mother gave him. However, one day a beautiful kimono-clad girl named Kiriha appeared before him and of course somehow she begins to live with him in his room and soon other people appear including Kazuya's childhood friend with glasses and a ponytail who meddles with his affairs and an older sister who wants to take baths with him, etc. If you're a fan of the of this type of anime, Tsugu Momo, which is actually a fairly highly watched anime when it came out in 2017. Well, there's going to be another series of this coming out for you to watch. Of course, Digimon Adventure, the franchise, is also getting a new movie. It looks like Digimon Adventure is going to be getting this film in early spring of 2020, so you have quite a bit of time to wait. But those of you that are big fans of the Digimon Adventure try, the cast members are going to be reprised from this film. So that's going to be also to commemorate the 20th anniversary of the anime's first broadcast. The supervisor is going to be Hiromi Seiki, who's been working on the Digimon series as producer. And of course, lots of other people from the series are going to be still in here. Character designer Katsuyoshi Nakatsudu, which is also the character designer for the original Digimon series. So if you're a big fan of Digimon, there is more coming. And there's some pretty decent little teasers online that are available if you want to watch those to get yourself a little bit excited for the film. Next up, the manga Gleipner is going to be getting an anime adaptation sometime. This was announced in the April 2019 issue of Young Magazine. The synopsis of Gleipner coming from Kodansha Comics is that Shuichi Kagaya is an ordinary high school kid in a boring little town, but when a beautiful classmate is caught in a warehouse fire, he discovers a mysterious power. He can transform into a furry dog with an oversized revolver and a zipper down his back. He saves the girl's life, sharing his secret with her, but she's searching for the sister who killed her family and doesn't care how degrading it gets, she will use Shuichi to accomplish her mission. This anime, directed by Kazuhiro Yoneda of Akatsuki no Yona, and is done by Studio Pine Jam. So this supernatural action manga is going to be getting an anime adaptation that's going to be coming out sometime in the future. So if you're a fan of that manga or if you like that type of material, look out for it in the future. This is Mitsugi, and this was your anime news break. Now it's time to get back to the podcast. Hey guys, please go to... Uh... Okay, one more time. Visit jlist.net for... Oh, man, that's not right. I gotta get this hosting down. If only Mitsuki Senpai was here to help. You called, my dear Kohai. Senpai? Wait, you can teleport? But of course. Now, do you wish to learn the ways of directing people to countless anime goods? Yeah, uh, teach me the ways of letting everyone know about the amazing snack selection jlist.com has to offer. Then listen closely, my Kohai. Go to jlist.com right now for all of your anime shopping needs and all of your anime snack shopping needs. 
先輩すごい Welcome back to the podcast. Before, before we hit the news break, we had an intro trivia question. In September 1998, a string of seemingly random suicides leaves Japan baffled and devastated. But a detective agency specializing in paranormal occurrences notices that there are a few glaring, disturbing similarities tying the, dece- the deceptively unrelated cases together. That anime? Oh, you asking me? Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Kata no Kyokai. Kata no Kyokai. UFO table. I have not seen that. It's a very, very good uh, six. I, think I was actually just looking it up. I think it's seven films. So. Oh, okay. Seven, seven or so. Oh, yeah. This has been on my list of things I wanted to check out. Yep. And, um, yeah, it's, yeah, I've seen it. I saw it. A, it's been quite a while, but um, it's definitely really good. It's worth watching for sure. It's, it's, um, hmm. It's got some pretty like gritty stuff in it, so if you like like really dark stuff, it's it's it'll be a good one for you. Um, okay, so now we have a as we do every episode, it's time to go through our our iTunes review. So if you want to submit a a five star five star review via iTunes, uh, we will read it on the podcast. So let's get right to it. For iTunes review. Uh, Mandy, why don't you go ahead? Alrighty, this five star review comes from Fantanio Cassano. I'm hopefully I spelled I pronounced it right. <laughs> um, he or she writes, hosts know their stuff. But listening on and off for the past few years, unique perspective on the way forward for the industry, coupled with their own experience or testimonials of reviews, thoroughly enjoyed the Japan content and perspective of uh, expats living around or abroad as the cultural differences I would not have likely known and or experienced otherwise. That was a long sentence. <laughs> yeah, very long. Um, I, <laughs> I appreciate the dedication well. and the spent thoroughly... Oh, and I'm going to assume and have spent thoroughly researching um, specific industry topics and the exploration of different genres as well. This pod absolutely helped expand my viewing palette. Um, so to all the past and current hosts. Oh, shout out to all the past and current hosts. Much love. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Fantonio, for the five-star review. And, of course, if you were awfully close to 500 reviews, so... One of you, yeah. I have some strange feeling that one of you will be the 500th review on iTunes this week, which is a pretty big milestone. So mm-hmm. uh, definitely head over to iTunes and make that happen for us. It's, it'll be pretty awesome to, to get to that achievement. So, And thank lo- you so much. Love you very much. All right, now the moment you've all been waiting for. Cells at work, finally here. This is the, uh, we, have, we have, we'll say the, uh, the Mandy and the Sarah. Are about to nerd out in a way <laughs> that you have not yet heard on this podcast, or just in general. 
a, a, a blended tornado of nerdery is about to come at you. <laughs> a blended torrent of nerdery. So, yes. I, and don't worry, it happens quite often. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I'll just read the synopsis real quick. Inside the human body, this is right from the show. Inside the human body, roughly 37.2 trillion cells work energetically 24 hours a day and 365 days a year. Fresh out of training, the cheerful and somewhat airheaded red blood cell, AE. 3803 is ready to take on the ever so important task of transporting oxygen. As usual, white blood cell U1146 is hard at work patrolling and eliminating foreign bacteria, seeking to make the body their new lair. Elsewhere, little pat platelets are lining up for a new construction project. Which is, I mean, I don't even know how to write a synopsis for this anime because it's so, it's just the, the, a very medically driven view of all of the sorts of happenings that go down inside your body and, you know, in, in an anthropomorphized manner. So pretty much everything is anthropomorphized. So done by uh, David productions, which is the studio that did Jojo, uh, Kenichi Suzuki, also the director of Jojo and drifters. Mm -hmm. So with that said, Mandy, Sarah, what were your expectations going into watching cells at work? Um, my expectations were, uh, I read the first volume of the manga and thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, there is a lot of, uh, action. So I really enjoyed it and I really, um, liked how there was a lot of, uh, just, um, dot, like knowledge in like, I, I was, I felt like I was learning something about the immune system, <laughs> things that I didn't or like, I didn't know. And so I liked uh like learning something new from this i always i always anytime there's an anime that teaches me something i usually end up enjoying it <laughs> but um yeah so and then uh i saw jojo names uh people attached to it so i was expecting a lot of over the top blood and action and uh <laughs> funny because it's you actually like some. in the bloodstream <laughs> But, um, and I, I got exactly what I wanted. So <laughs> those were my expectations going in. I did have a lot of expectations for it. You know, whatever you say sells at work, I expected a little bit of medical information in there, but I didn't want to be one of the ones that watches the show and tries to scrutinize everything. And I cannot believe how much medical stuff that they have thrown into this and just creative ways that I even had to sit back and think a minute and say, hey, oh, now I know why this character acts a certain way, or it's cool that this character noticed this before this. It's it's very accurate. They have a lot of information in there. I love the little snippets of education mm-hmm. they throw in there. And it's even helped me as a doctor kind of look at some of my own cases. And, you know, it's an easy way to explain a lot of things, for at least immunology and... <laughs> Kind of blend your <laughs> your expectations and spoiler free recommendation <laughs> into one, but I know. Well, but yeah. <laughs> so overall, your expectations uh, were met or surpassed. I would say exceeded. Exceeded. Okay. Yeah. Cool. For me, I didn't know what to expect going in. I saw JoJo, and I saw, and I think the promo, the promotional stuff for the. Um, for the anime had a lot of the white blood cell stuff in it the, the, mm-hmm. right off the bat. And so I saw like white blood cells being all badass and slicing up things. And <laughs> I think I imagined, I immediately thought it was going to be like, I, I thought it was going to be a lot more like Jojo than it, than it ended up being. Um, yeah. that being said, because I just didn't know what it was about at all. That being said, um, I, 
it was not at all the anime I thought it would be, but I would say that uh, that doesn't mean that that's in a bad way necessarily. So yeah, um, I think when I first heard that uh, it was a story about um, uh, like your immune system. I immediately thought of Osmosis Jones, <laughs> so I thought it was going to yes. be more like that, <laughs> but uh, more like that, but with JoJo, which is what my expectations were going in. <laughs> you can never get you can never get enough JoJo. Hell yeah! <laughs> um, that being said, do any of you have um, do you have a spoiler free recommendation for Cells at Work? Just like that, you uh, want to throw out there. Hmm. Um, I was before we started this review. I was thinking, man, this is gonna be a really hard one to review. I think because it's so episodic, and um, but I feel like you learn a lot from it. If you are interested in the immune system, you're interested in uh, just all of the little um, bits of medical terminology, and if you don't mind reading because I don't think this has a dub. I could be wrong. Does it have an English dub? Um, let me check on that. But there, regardless, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of words that come up on the screen because they're going to explain everything to you about this particular cell. They're going to tell you about uh, this process that's going on, but they do it, they animate it in a fun way and um, try to give all of them like their own individual personalities and quirks. And I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I think if you are interested in that kind of area, then uh, you should give it a shot. But um, I don't know. I don't know who I would not recommend it to. Oh, yeah. there's no dub. Okay. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I didn't see Captain a dub Avatar. Yeah, I think Cells at Work is, is an easily recommendable show. In fact, I have recommended it already to people. Um, and I think that's just because the it blends a lot of things that people really enjoy together. In an interesting way, it's it's got really likable sort of characters in it that all are very different from each other. They're all very distinct. The mm. everyone's doing their own thing. Like the the red blood cell girl is so cute, and the white blood cell guy is just a badass. And then there's like the killer T cells, and they're badasses. And then there's the cute platelets. And then there's like villains, and there's always like some crisis every episode that made that that keeps the show's pacing feeling fresh and. Makes yeah. each makes each each individual episode, um, enjoy, like engaging and enjoyable to watch. So, but it's still but still it's like it's a funny show. It has de- it has some action in it. I think a lot of people can really enjoy this this yeah. anime. If there's anybody that can't that that wouldn't watch it, oh man, I just don't know. Like I, mean, I think <sighs> if you really are opposed to or just can't. Um, enjoy episodic series with comedy and action. I'm, and I guess episodic. Um, yeah, if you're really, if you just can't watch something that's episodic, then you probably won't enjoy this because that's the entire series. <laughs> yeah, it sort of does lack a cohesive sort of continuing storyline. It really is sort mm-hmm. of just one shot. You know, Sunday morning, you re- eat your breakfast cereal, watch it type of yeah, like, segmented this show. This is. This is the illness that we're going to focus on today, that kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. Otherwise, yeah, I think it's it's a it's a show that a lot of people are gonna really enjoy, and I think they already have, so um mm-hmm. definitely I think it's it's definitely recommendable. So Yeah. Alrighty. Uh 
Sarah, did you have a spoiler-free recommendation that you can think of? I've been trying to stay very quiet because I want to nerd out so bad. (laughs) (laughs) And no spoilers can be given. No spoilers, but you can do it after (laughs) we drop our spoiler drop. Okay, well, it is a very accurate show. So if you do want to learn something, it's great to just sit down and watch it. It has a lot of good comedy in it. So I didn't feel like it was a show where I just sat down and I felt like it was never going to end. It's... It's enjoyable the whole time. I really, I suggest it. Cool. All right. So should I drop the spoiler warning so that we can talk Let's about the it. show? Yeah, yeah. Spoilers are coming. Oh my god. I don't even know how you're gonna spoil this anime, to be honest. But that's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can go ahead and try. <laughs> Spoilers: Your immune system does things. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't taken biology, watch out. <laughs> Well, go ahead. This is where you nerd out. Alrighty. So, um, where do we want to start? Yeah, go ahead and start. Why don't you tell us uh, what your overall thoughts about the entire thing was? Who are your favorite cells? Yeah, let's start with that. With the cells themselves? Yeah, go for it. Well, who were your favorite cells, and um, just your overall thoughts on the show? I really love the macrophages. Them and their transition. This is spoilers, right? I can say it. Yeah, go oh, for yeah, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> their transition between the monocytes, which is what we call macrophages when they're in the blood vessels, compared to them becoming these fancy women that wield axes, the macrophages <laughs> as they are, was amazing. I really want to cosplay as them and just run through a convention hall. And every time you're inside a hall, you have this like hazmat suit on that you're a monocyte. And every time you go into a room, you're a macrophage. I think that'd be hilarious. <laughs> Um, I love the T-cells. Anytime you get to have Ono Daisuke yell <laughs> kudos and try and kill cells, my day's already made. You can't make it any better. <laughs> the um, neutrophil is my favorite. Oh, I can go on and on. <laughs> okay, so which episodes were your favorite? And uh, um, how, how accurate was it? It was pretty accurate. Um I don't know if we want to start with episodes or not. I really loved episode seven, which is the cancer cell episode. I know this one hasn't always been the best rated one, but it definitely brings to light that, you know, different neoplasias and mutations in your cells happen every day that your immune system has to face. Mm -hmm. And the way that they portrayed this going through the cell cycle of rest and checkpoints and even bringing a little bit of sadness into the poor cancer cell that was being hunted down. They did this beautifully. I loved that episode. Mm. And there's so many cool little things mixed in. I mean, you have the fact that the natural killer cell, which are the cells that are meant to recognize these neoplastic cells before they occur, her finding out that this cell that appeared normal to everybody else was actually cancerous was amazing to me, whereas it took the T-cell, which is what we call our adaptive immunity, a little longer time to figure it out. They just drew a lot of really good information into the show that you kind of have to sit back and think about. Yeah, that episode did have a different uh, feel to it than most of the others, because I feel like all the other shows before that were very, um, had a lot of comedy to them and a lot of action. That one kind Mm -hmm. of switched the tone a bit is kind of a more serious one. Yeah, and I felt so sad for poor Cancer Cell. You know, he says, why are 
why do we have to die? And it's a weird thing it's the to say. Save the rest of the body. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of people got. I mean, there were people that got mad at the anime because of this episode, though. There was some like uproar about it. Um, which I don't mm. know. It's, honestly, it seems like every anime has an uproar now. But like people, I get it because it's like it's the only. It, it was the only sort of villain, quote unquote, in the in this particular anime mm-hmm. that that was actually like originating from inside your body to begin with. So it just wanted yeah. to be like part of the family or whatever, but it couldn't be because it was bad, you know. So like, it makes sense to me, but like, apparently people did not appreciate the sympathetic nature attitude towards cancer, or like making um, or, or making light of it. I think that was what people were were upset about. Hmm. But Why don't th- it wasn't full blown cancer though, right, Sarah? No, I would say, I mean, a cancer is what happens when those kind of cells go undetected and continue to multiply and cause, you know, more increase in cells that are not correct within the body. I'd say the cell that they portrayed, and they went a little further into it talking about metastasis, but at least at the initial roots of that cell, the way that I saw it was just a cell that had some DNA mutations in it that made it go awry. And that happens daily. You know, they threw a kind of funny number in there saying thousands of cells or millions of cells do this a day, which, you know, cells do do this and the immune system does take those out. And that's why a cancer doesn't develop. But I don't know. So it kind of goes against the natural order within your body. Goes yeah. Against the rules, kind and of. the immune system's really set on finding those cells. So I was kind of surprised they put such an emotional twist on it. But... At least for this one, I would say I wouldn't think of this as like a full-blown cancer. That's usually when those cells go undetected and develops a little further. So if this cell hadn't been taken up by the immune system, I would say then a cancer could potentially form. Right. Did did they refer to it as cancer in the anime? They labeled it cancer cell. Okay, that's enough. I don't know that they called it a full cancer. Yeah, I mean, I just to me, I just think people... Like and I don't want and I don't want to harp on it for for, for a real long time. I just want to say it so that it's said. I just think people mm-hmm. in general don't aren't educated to the point where they understand the difference. I mean, I'm not to to understand the difference between a cancer cell and like full blown full blown cancer. You know. Yeah. So like people just assume mm-hmm. that that it's the same thing, and so I just think I I can see that I can imagine that there were probably you know tens of thousands of people that watched cells at work that had someone in their family that died of cancer and so they were immediately like pissed off because it was like treated um sympathetically i guess but yeah i'm not really yeah i, I don't want to harp on it too much i just want i just want it to be said you know but i mean mm-hmm. I, I i got it completely like it, it made sense to me like in terms of the story sure what did you think of yeah oh go ahead sorry mm-hmm. oh it's okay you can go ahead uh, what about um, other episodes? What other episodes did you enjoy? I have to say I really loved the education of the T-cell from the naive T-cell. That <laughs> poor little guy that had never seen an antigen before that ended up turning into a giant buff dude and taking down walls was amazing. <laughs> There's a JoJo coming out. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> that was a JoJo face and hair if I have ever seen one. <laughs> But it's it's kind of funny because I had to use this episode even in my own case rounds when presenting cases to doctors. I had to kind of explain this episode as part of justifying my answer for the immune system. But they did such a great job of the naive, sad little young T-cell that 
sees an antigen and runs off to the dendrocyte to tell it all about it. And he educates him on pretty much how to become a T-cell and how to handle the antigen that he saw. And then you get to see him tear down walls, which was amazing. <laughs> I thought the T-cells were really <laughs> so I thought, I thought they were really good. cute. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think my favorite cells are still the white, the white blood cell, though. And yes. killer. And killer T-cells <laughs> as well, yeah. Um, the red blood cell is so cute, too. She tries so yeah. hard to get to where she's supposed to go. <laughs> this is one thing where, I mean, there wouldn't be a show probably without this, but I want to say it's completely okay that she has zero clue where she's going because <laughs> she shouldn't have an idea of where she's going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's going to ask that- you about that. <laughs> I mean, the way that red blood cells kind of move throughout the body is all by pressure. So the body has a way of detecting the pressure in different vessels and changing that pressure to get blood cells to where they need to go for different oxygen demands of the body. So it is perfectly okay that you don't know where you're going because you shouldn't. And all your other red cells are delusional that they think they know what they're doing. (laughs) (laughs) So keep going, red blood cell. You've got this. (laughs) Um. Yeah, uh, were there any other, like, little bits that you noticed, like, no, like, um, details that maybe they didn't specifically mention that, like, you know, like, you know how, like, in the show they have, like, these little, uh, notes that tell you about this particular cell or a particular process that's going on? Were there any other, like, um, things that you noticed in, like, maybe their designs, like, even, like, the bacteria that is introduced to the body, like, any, anything in, like, their designs that stood out to you or, little details that you're like oh yeah this is kind of representing this thing if that question made any sense (laughs) it did i you know they had the little snippets that come across to tell you about each cell i would say the biggest thing for me just knowing how these cells work is really explaining the kind of innate immune system that we have and then the adaptive immune system so the little trigger kind of sensors that all the neutrophils have on them A lot of that signifies the innate immune system, whereas when bacteria enters our body, they send off these signals right away, these inflammatory cytokines that draw the neutrophils to them. And having those little sensors go up and telling them where they need to go throughout the body, I thought was really cool because they really are the first responders that you have as soon as these things enter the body. Whereas you then have, you know, the T cells, the Ono characters that... They really can't help out in these innate situations. They really don't know what's going on until information goes down the line and gets to the T-cells where helper T-cell kind of tells them where to go next and say, hey, we've seen this before. We need to go attack this. So I thought that was really cool that they really did separate the two immune systems in your body. Cool. Um, yeah, what do we think of the animation overall and the? I thought the, the animation characters? was like pretty good. I mean, yeah, me too. It wasn't the best animation I've ever seen, but it was plenty good. I had no complaints at all. Yeah, I really like the character designs. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that in your immune system, in the in your your blood cells, are like bleeding. <laughs> I wonder if it doesn't like <laughs> layer down. Do they also have uh, all the all these cells too? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think in this show they use blood for cellular contents, but oh, gotcha. Okay, kind of spewing of all those <laughs> contents all at once. I thought it was actually funny that they had the case of bacteria being able to throw their capsules or cell walls at the immune cells. 
Mm. Yeah. Bacteria can't really defend themselves in that way. <laughs> I was going to ask real you, is there anything not seemed, a show? <laughs> I was actually going to ask you, know. is there anything else that was not accurate that they kind of exaggerated? <laughs> well, having bacteria with knives is definitely one thing that <laughs> you probably won't see in the real body. Um, yeah, usually the immune system, once they find this bacteria, they can take care of them pretty quickly, which is good. That's what we want, so... Yeah, I would say that's one thing, that there wouldn't be a show without it. And I have to say, with this character design, I want to collect one of every single one of these bacteria in my body. <laughs> wow. I mean, all of these uh, cells, all my cells look like JoJo characters, that's for sure. The little fat cedar pollens are one of my favorites in this entire show. Oh, oh yeah, God, the... Cafoon um, show. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love them. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if, if there's, like... Uh, Little gotcha machines in Japan that contain, you know, maybe little models of the of the pair of the of the Oh, I'm bacteria. sure. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone goes, I need one. <laughs> how did you like how they like um, animated a sneeze? <laughs> I was like this giant rocket. It really, it does feel like rockets are coming out of you sometimes. <laughs> it's not rockets. I. It's not rockets. I yeah. love how they even showed like the steroid when they took a steroid capsule and it's this little robot that comes out and just destroys everything near it. I thought that was great too. Yeah. Um Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was just gonna say I I um my, I think my favorite episode in the show was probably I really liked the one where they were all overheating, where the guy was having heat stroke, because I thought that the oh need, yeah, I yeah. thought like the sudden needle that came in, the IV that came in to like, um, was that the first time in the show where where the where the the, the problem was resolved via like external um, intervention? I think I can't remember exactly, but like they give the guy an IV and like there's all this water pouring into the body from this IV, and like they're yeah. all, all the cells are so happy because of it. <laughs> Yeah, um, they're having like a beach the day. Mysterious water like, from the heavens. It was yeah, just, they're all swimming. It was just hilarious to see this giant needle show up, and everybody's like, "What the hell is that?" And, and um, I also love the hemorrhagic shock episode where all of a sudden there's all these new blood cells, and it's like, "Who are you? Who we are were you? Away somewhere, and now you're here because you got a blood transfusion." Yeah, I was kind of. I'm, I'm kind of wondering why they didn't give like have like a needle show up for that one either, because they would give they would use the needle for that, right? Yeah, yeah, you would use that. It does uh, intravenous therapy as well. I'm wondering if the person passed out hmm. as far as how that went. Because hemorrhagic shock can be pretty serious. I mean, you're losing at least a third of your blood supply there, and fainting is not uncommon. So I don't know if he fainted. Hopefully he went to a hospital and someone found him and got a blood transfusion there, and just everyone showed up. <laughs> yeah, we watched a lot of this together, and I think while we were watching it, we were both like, who is this guy? What What is he doing to his body? <laughs> I want to know who he is, and he should probably stop eating raw food and stay away from everything in the public. <laughs> he needs to just stay at home in a bubble to stay safe. Yeah, I was he wondering, like, what bit, the but... hell is wrong with this person? He's got, like, <laughs> the flu, he's got cancer cells he's got he's got a heat stroke he's got shock he's got <laughs> like virtually everything that you could pop i mean what in the world kind of a disaster parasite is this person <laughs> although so i crazy. wonder how many of these episodes that there are things that could happen every day but the immune system takes care of it 
Mm. I'm sure there are times where we pick up weird bacteria in the environment and oh, yeah. luckily our immune system catches it before it actually becomes an illness. That I mean, I would think so. Probably so that's pretty probably, neat. That's probably <laughs> happening right at this very moment. Yeah. The one thing that I wish that I don't know if there's going to be another season of the show or not with it being so episodic, I'm not sure, but I really want to have them show that there are resident flora or normal bacteria that should be present in your body. Mm, yeah. I don't think I saw any of them among the cells, and I was really looking for one that kind of just lives next to the cell next to it and helps it out. Right. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> our bodies have a lot of really good bacteria as well. So that would have been interesting. Yeah. I kind of want to see one the GI for... track. I know this will never happen because I don't think this is very common in Japan, but I kind of want a cystic fibrosis <laughs> Hmm. Is that oh, weird? No. <laughs> Pseudomonas for days. <laughs> yeah, Pseudomonas for days. Yep. <laughs> I just want, I don't know. I want one to explain things to me in a way that I can understand. Because my doctor tells me stuff, I gives it right over my head. <laughs> well, I will draw you these scenarios and I will. Oh, help you please out. do. <laughs> no. Make everything work. a cute little character. <laughs> Although you get really sad, so I do review some pathology slides of tissue of random things, and now every time I see a neutrophil or any white blood cell, I get really excited and cheer them on for whatever they're doing. Yeah, you talked a little bit about how this has helped you. Has it? Um, are there any other cases that you can think of? I remember you saying that you were using it during rounds one time. Yeah, and a lot of that was with that poor little naive T-cell, because we always get the question of why do we have an immune reaction to something, and the idea of him figuring something out and having to go to the dendrocyte and getting knowledge about it was huge. What about uh, the episode? Kind of... Didn't they have an episode where um, they brought back a bacteria that... Um, which episode was that, where they brought back a bacteria that had previously attacked? And yeah, the Staphylococcus aureus. Yeah. Yeah, so that one, our dear friend that developed an antibiotic resistant, that was a great one. <laughs> our terrible MRSA, which, you know, that's something that happens with the increase in antibiotic use, and you get these bacteria that are resistant to a lot of the antibiotics. I thought it was interesting that they brought that back mm. cool. and show that that does happen. Yeah. What kind of yeah. uh, what kind of conditions uh, uh, other than CF? Since you guys already mentioned that one, would you would <laughs> you would you want to? I'm just being uh, selfish with that one. <laughs> well, I mean, it makes to- it makes I mean, it makes total sense. But like, um, if there was any other condition that they could put in at season two of Cells at Work, because you never know, it could happen. Would you if mm-hmm. you could see anything? What what would be the one thing you guys would want to see in the uh, in, in the next season? Um, there's actually another manga that's by, um, I believe a different artist and writer, but it sells at work black and they do some of, uh, different, um, kind of more adult issues, I believe, like smoking. Um, I think high cholesterol was one of them. And there was also, I think, an STD, but I could be wrong about that. I, I thought I heard somebody talk about that one. But Is this all the same body that happens in that show? No as well? idea. <laughs> <laughs> if so, he really does need to stay home. Right. I would love to see an autoimmune disorder. So one where everything is going perfectly fine until the immune system has some kind of issue with the cell's own body or the body's own cells. So whether it's one like, I don't know, rheumatoid arthritis, where all of a sudden the body is attacking its own joint in some kind of weird war or battle, that'd be an interesting episode Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah. 
Because it does happen. I mean, for whatever reason, the body becomes overreactive and will start attacking its own cells. And I know it's kind of hard to put into these episodes, but it would be neat to see. Oh, Icy said that there's a chapter in black about masturbation. <laughs> of course. Thank you, Icy, for, for telling me. <laughs> We're probably not going to get that, that anime. That is important um, knowledge. Probably not. Nope. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. It says the author of that one was Shigemitsu Harada, which is not the author of the original one. Interesting. Mm. But um, It might be fun to see something like... I don't know. Like maybe food poisoning might might be fun to see. Didn't they already have one? Did they do food poisoning? They had Enteritis Vibrio, which was on my licensing exam, and I wish the show was out before that occurred. Oh. It would have been a lot easier to remember. They had one from eating raw fish. Ah. But it was very short-lived. All right, screw it, Ebola virus. Let's just go for it. <laughs> oh, God. God. <laughs> Zombie apocalypse. It turns, like, your blood into, like black sludge it's pretty intense well we we watched the ova together and uh, or the little special episode which the one common was... cold i love that yeah episode. and the cold but those <laughs> did turn into zombies didn't they yeah I yes think so, yeah. i thought that was so much fun because the cold's not a virus that you think about causing a lot of damage to the tissues around it but it still likes to mess with things and mm. Poor little T-cell wanted that gift so bad, and then it was a joke. <laughs> I like their little hats that they had. Yeah. Yeah. They're so, they're so serious about their jobs, too, the T-cells. Yeah. It's, it's, a, really, yes. it's a really tough, uh, tough boot, um, it's a tough boot camp for the T-cell. Was there anything that you did not like about the series? It's really hard for me. I feel like it's really hard because I I feel like I learned a lot from it and it was fun to watch and it made like consuming that information a lot easier for me. So it's mm-hmm. hard for me. I can't I'm having a hard time thinking of something that I really disliked about it. I wouldn't say there was anything I disliked. There were times where I became very anxious because these blood cells are just wandering back and forth for I don't know how long, or standing still for I don't know how long, and all I'm thinking about is that there's going to be a clot somewhere. Oh, that's <laughs> true. Blood flow is going to stop. Yeah, they're just sitting around doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, at least as thinking of my own like cardio cases, blood should never stop, and it should also never walk around in circles or run in circles. <laughs> but there wouldn't be a show without those things, yeah. so it makes sense. <laughs> so, um... Are you guys ready to to give the show a score? I think so. Yeah. I have nothing. Was there anything to else that you wanted? Was there anything else you wanted to say, Sarah, before we moved on? No, I think I've covered about everything. You know, I'm happy to nerd out for as long as we can. <laughs> <laughs> well, all I right. really, I really enjoyed Cells of Work. I um, it was not at all what I thought it was going to be going in, but I was very pleased with with overall with what the anime delivered, and I think that. In, in a way that you don't get all that often with anime nowadays, it was it was super unique, uh, very sort of a an unseen concept. I don't know of any other anime that's that's that is about this topic, and I don't know that we're going to see one again. And mm. that's sort of very refreshing and um, definitely enjoyable. I I thought that, man, and I I can just I can't imagine. I really want to know how many high schools and colleges around the United States 
are using cells at work and like classes, you know, you know, there's always that one class where the teacher needs the great papers and he doesn't want to teach. So he puts like a sort of relevant movie on TV <laughs> on, on, you know, and like, I mean, I can just see like, I, like I had a friend who, who's in, who I talked to, who was in med school that was watching this and they were geeking out like, you know, and it's just like, that is, you know, I, I just wonder if it's being used somewhere as like educational or maybe extra credit or something. I don't know, but it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, I do wish this. I would do wish it had more of a storyline. I mean, I'm more of a story guy, mm-hmm. so the lack of a story was at times a little left me a little wanting at times. But overall, I really enjoyed Cells of Work. I think it was a good show. Um, I don't think very many people will dislike it. Um, I just can't imagine it's it's too charming and cute for people to watch it and just say this is not a good anime at all. Um, there may be people that are just kind of wishy-washy about it, but overall, I'm going to give, uh, Cells at Work, mm, I'm going to give it, uh, four very, uh, four very, <laughs> oh my God, have you seen what a real life macrophage looks like out of five? Cause it's like this little <laughs> monster that just reaches out and grabs shit with its little gooey tentacle arms. It's really, really freaky. Yes. <laughs> Uh, we grew it out of five, in case you're wondering, Sarah. Yeah. I forgot to tell you that. And, and we do, and we do point, and we do point fives as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. perfect. Um, for me, I I love the series. I watched it weekly. Um, I really enjoy anything that like gives me new knowledge, like in a fun way. And I feel like this is really hard to um, for me to really review because. There is no story, like you were saying. It's not. There's no story to really judge. It's just knowledge about your body and like um, animating it in a fun way. And uh, like there are, like it's not a hundred percent accurate, but for mo- most part, like um, my sister was saying, it's it's pretty um, accurate. Oh, I uh, think of so. course. Like like you were saying, like <laughs> no one blood cells shouldn't be sitting around, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I really, I thought it was a lot of fun. I would love to see a wider variety of issues, like we were saying, um, maybe different bodies, mm-hmm. because we don't want it all happening to the same body. That's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I thought the animation was great. This The theme song is catchy as heck. It really is. And uh, all the platelets are, are super so adorable. Oh, they are. Um, I think I would also give it... Um, Oh, uh, four killer T cells, four JoJo cells <laughs> out of five. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, do you want to score it, Sarah? You don't have to if you're not if you don't feel comfortable. Oh, I would probably give it a four out of five. Okay. A lot of the reasoning is it's a little bit repetitive. You have a lot of white blood cell just slashing through things and one time eating things. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> But I think from the background knowledge, and they put so much work into it, just throwing little things out like L-selectin and glycoprotein B, which probably means nothing, but they put so much work into it and actually had a really good knowledge base for the show. So yeah, I think a four out of five, I'd be happy with that. If I learned anything, it's that there's something chaotic happening inside your body all the time. Yeah. (laughs) It's always a nightmare. It's always a nightmare. According to social media, I, I see Rose put um, put on our documents a little bit of uh, a little bit of tidbit here about from from people. Seventy nine percent of listeners gave it a four out of five, so they're right with us. Fourteen um, percent gave it a three. Seven percent gave it a five. 
So social media also says four out of five, and that is pretty much no one gave it lower than a three, which is pretty good. That's pretty strong. Um, That's rare to have literally nobody disliking it. So... Yeah, that's kind of how that's kind of what I expected though, because it just felt like that kind of a show to me. So, okay, mm-hmm. four out of five for sales at work. Shall we keep it rolling? Let's do it. Ooh. It's time for an almighty anime mailbag. Anime, anime, anime. Mailbag, bag, 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 bag. All right. Of course, again, if you want to leave a mailbag, you can do it. On our website, aaapodcast.com, there's a mailbag button on the top, and the mailbag button will let you submit mailbags. You can submit hentai mailbags. You can submit topic requests. You can submit en- Enzo Senpai's Notice Me Corner. You can submit um, anime Shark Tank um, suggestions. All that at the same place on the website, so get to it. First mailbag is is from none other than Icy Rose. Who would like to read the mailbag from Icy Rose? I got it. Icy Rose writes, Hi again, AAA hosts. Overpowered protagonists are becoming more prevalent these days, and it's been discussed that protagonists that are never challenged or learn anything are generally not good since the character never grows. Um, but some success, um, successful examples exist. Namely, the great teacher himself, Onizuka. Mm. What separates him from all the other overpowered characters, and how would you go about trying to make protagonists like that work? I had a lot uh, of notes. I feel like this is your dude, so you got this. Yeah, I had a lot of notes <laughs> written here for this. Um, yeah. The 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 overall like point on on Nizuka, and I think what makes him a, a really compelling and interesting character, and not just like a really OP guy that just because you know, it's not really not really necessarily going to be interesting if the main character is just so powerful that he never faces. Um, that it just makes things uninteresting sometimes, and that's the case. But in but there's a lot of conflict in GTO. There's many there's many short story arcs in, in GTO, and each of them are really compelling. And so Onizuka faces just many really glaring conflicts that he that he has to overcome. And I think that makes the story interesting. So you need you need compelling conflict to let characters grow, and Onizuka definitely goes through quite a lot of that. Um, also, he has a lot of there's a lot of surprising depth there for a character that is generally just like a biker gang thug type guy um mm-hmm. he you know he he is that but he also has a comedic side and he's also a caring supportive teacher also but he's not really teaching you know math or whatever he's more teaching like life lessons to his students and t- helping them become better people so it's also really interesting to see the way that he overcomes the insurmountable odds that you know he's up against and he just does things that are totally outlandish like you know in the in the in the in the prologue he has a, a, fe- a female student who's uh who uses a a cold wall in her family's home to as a metaphor to describe the her mother and father's marriage so onizuka shows up at her house one evening with a giant hammer like a giant like sledgehammer and walks into their house and knocks the wall down in the parents bedroom um, and then they go through this whole thing about how like the mother and father smile at each other through the wall while they were rebuilding it. And inevitably the marriage went back to being cold after that, but he cared enough to go in there and do that in a really outlandish and memorable way, which is what Onizuka <clears throat> is. So, yeah, Icy's poking me. I, I'm on it. I gotcha. Icy. <laughs> um, he told me I should mention <laughs> Ye Xiao. I, I'm sorry if I mispronounce that name. Cause I'm not great with Chinese names. Um, Ye Xiao, I believe his name is from King's avatar. 
Um, he's a very overpowered character, but it's um, that whole series is based around esports, and so he is a character who has trained. If I mean, if you follow esports at all, there are lot like in actual esports, there are a lot of people who are known as gods of these games, and they're ridiculous. And I feel like he's on that same kind of. It makes sense for him to be overpowered in this particular area because he is a professional and he's been training his um, a lot of his um, career every single day on this uh, game in esports. So it makes sense that he's way more powerful than some of these other people who are just starting out the game. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I feel like if there's also like a reason for them to be this overpowered, then it's, you know, it makes sense. The one I think about now is Saitama. And yeah, yes, but that one's also kind of like <laughs> making fun of that genre, though. <laughs> I know. I just love him so much, though. I had to give him a mention. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of curious how they're... Fun. I'm really curious what, what they're going to do with One Punch Man Season 2, because you don't really need two seasons to, like, deconstruct the shonen genre. Like, I, I mean, is it just going to be more of the same, like, satire of the shonen genre? Like he's just gonna punch and kill everything know. and one hit again. Um, I read a little bit of the manga past uh, season one, and it goes into like a tournament arc. I don't think that's a spoiler, but um, it, it's interesting because okay. Saitama is so overpowered that I feel like the it's kind of funny in a way because the story isn't about him being uh, like trying to defeat people. It's about him trying to find uh joy in that i guess <laughs> um it's i guess it's a problem when you're just too good <laughs> i guess the tournament the tournament arc is gonna be, i guess that's that that's another good piece of satire because so many shonen shows yeah. have that yeah uh, next mailbag is from nelly 1876 hey all i haven't been super active these past few years but i've been around almost the entirety of your podcast run i came on around episode 40 back when i was in middle school I just wanted to say thanks for all the laughs and fun. As for my question, if you were to star as the main character in your own anime, what would you want the plot or genre to be? Good question. But what what would the plot of my anime be? Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even want to know. Sword boys. Sword boys? Sword boys. (laughs) That already exists. I'm already already stuck in that gotcha game. (laughs) That gotcha hell. Um... I don't know. Mm. What about you, Mitz? Well, yeah. First, I just wanted to say that, of course, like we know who Nelly is. Nelly's been around since like pretty yeah. much the, pretty much the beginning. So, mm-hmm. thank you for sticking with us all this time. Definitely, thank and you. If you were in middle school, then you are probably. Oh man! So let's see. You're in middle school when you're like what thirteen. So uh, that means yeah. you aren't. You're probably out of college. If you went to college, you're probably not even in college anymore. <laughs> this podcast is too old. Um, <laughs> So, I I would want to be doing, like, great things and exploring worlds and dealing with situations that are not what we know in our general daily life. I mean, if I have the ability to be put into an anime, of all things, of my choosing, I want to be, it's, I want it to be a fantasy anime or I want to be out, like, having a space adventure or something, you know, because if I can have anything, I want it to be exciting and grandiose um, or, or, you know, a harem. With really busty girls and devil girls and, and a cat girl. What do I want? Uh, I don't know what I want. I want like a like a JoJo style cooking anime. That's what I want to be in. <laughs> yeah, it's called Toriko. <laughs> yeah, that's my anime. 
<laughs> I don't know. I probably just end up in a shitty isekai. <laughs> to be honest, I play so many video games. That that would be me. <laughs> I don't know. What anime would you want to be in, Sarah? Oh, I don't even know where to start with that one. <laughs> we can we can start an idol anime together. Yeah, you two should be in your. You, right. you two should be in an anime together, both of you. Yeah, yeah. I just want to manage the idols. Yeah, we're gonna manage a <laughs> basketball idol team. Yes. <laughs> just do it. You, you, you're gonna have a. You're gonna have an idol. An, an idol anime, an idol basketball <laughs> anime where all the basketball yeah. characters are just busts and they just, yeah. just, and you just stick them on the <laughs> basketball court and they're all voiced. Oh my gosh. And they're all Can voiced we be by the managers. Mom- yeah, and they're all Mambo to Miano, all of them. They're all voiced by Can we manage the team of busts playing basketball and they get in the zone? That'd be fantastic. Yes. <laughs> they're a hard team to beat. They just suddenly appear on the other side of the court. <laughs> and every And every game ends with the score being 0 0. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we have it to have what itself. bust would be like like a uh, no one could beat me but me. What mm, bust would that God. be? No, I don't know. <laughs> Napoleon. It'd be Napoleon. Oh, God. Bonaparte. <laughs> okay. Well, there, there you have it. Yeah. Okay. Well, we did it. <laughs> Every time we finish a podcast episode, that. I'm always surprised. So... Why? Oh, I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, uh, well, I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. We have completed episode four, 463. And, of course, a big thank you to Sarah for joining us for her her uh, inaugural, is that the right word? Her maiden voyage of a podcast. Yeah. Is this your first podcast ever? It is. Oh, my God. And thanks for having oh, me. You're, you're so welcome. Wow. Your first podcast <laughs> ever. That's so nice. That Such a noob. And noob. That happens to me once. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, of course, if you want to support the podcast, you can do it over at aaapodcast.com slash join. We're going to be doing a an after party right after this. So we're probably going to have something fun to talk about. So yep. st- you can stick around if you're watching live for that, or you can catch that episode on our website. And of course, the hentai episodes and hobby addicts are there as well. So you can help out the podcast. Uh, do you have yeah. a do you have a Twitter you want to give out, Sarah? We can probably get you like at least two followers. I don't think she has Twitter, do you? <laughs> I don't even have a Twitter. Good for, good for you. All right. Right? All right. Um, on that note, we'll see you guys next week on the podcast where we're going to be reviewing Good As Any. So you're going to hear me talk about sports and yeah, I'll be excited, but no one else will care probably. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to be so enthusiastic that you're all going to love it. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.